Welcome to Talking Heads, everyone. Episode 153, your once-weekly live show for the latest in beer and tech news. I'm Jeff. I'm Steve. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us on this Wednesday night. If you've never seen the show before, we talk beer, we talk tech, we talk games, pop culture, entertainment, usually a little Wait, Star Trek. Did you say pop culture because you're petting the dog? Pop culture, pup, yes. Pop culture, yes. Pop culture. Pop culture. Pop culture. <laughs> yeah. How can you see him? He's camouflage. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> is, that a, is that a new mink fur coat you got on there? Yeah. <laughs> Don't wear furts. <laughs> uh, we talk uh, tech. We talk beer. We talk games, pop culture, entertainment. Usually some Star Trek sprinkled in there. Yep. How could you have guessed? Uh, we do drink alcohol on the show, but always strive to be family-friendly in both language and content. If you're drinking anything on the show or while you're watching, you're not on the show, we're on the show. If you're drinking along with us, alcoholic or not, let us know in the chat and we'll give some early show shout-outs here. All Super Chats are read on the air so long as they meet our family-friendly criteria. And if you want to take part in the super-secret chat behind the scenes and take part in the after-party... In on camera with myself and Steve and usually John and sometimes Rhett, uh, consider joining the Patreon. Link is down in the video description. Minimum contribution of $1 gets you access to the Discord server where you can chat with all of us and uh, become part of the ever-growing awesome community over there. Also, if you don't have time to watch the show tonight, make sure to catch us on Anchor FM or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. Well, I, I, got, I, I like my podcasts. I get them from pod pod people? I don't pod know. Pod people? Pod people. I don't think we're on that one. Oh, oh well. Funk, make, make sure I'm on pod people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on like 20 platforms. It's really weird. Uh, how's it going, everyone? Yes, Coke uh, Zero does count. So yes. I just said Coke Zero. Yeah. Cider, yeah, hot nuts. Coke, Coke Zero definitely counts. Yeah. Drinking some hard cider. We just uh, finished making our own hard cider, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah, it yeah. is about that time of year, isn't yep. it? Yep, yep. I got five gallons. It's just about done fermenting. Nice. And uh, I'll probably throw some, like, apple, pineapple, maybe some, I don't know. I'm thinking pineapple. I think pineapple apple is going to be good. So you guys were wondering last week why I usually don't have Zeke on the show. This is why it's hard to have him on the show. <laughs> <laughs> because he gets as close as he possibly can, and he's cute as a button. But he has to be touching you, like every available surface. It's about surface area, not about mass. Um, so he's fun. He's a he's a great puppy. As long as you can keep him out of your face. Yes. All right. Uh, I hope he doesn't start drinking your beer either. Right. Yeah. I feel like it's been forever since I've seen you, Steve, because it has been. It's it's been well. I mean. We saw each other uh, about a month ago when the fires were going on. Yeah. That was just on camera, though, but not... Um, in person, it's been... Not in person, yeah. Fourth of July? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Like Fourth of July. That's been a long time. Yeah. Ooh, John Jay's got some uh, uh, Stone Fear movie lines. Oh, and Jameson. Excellent. And Jameson. Oh, nice. Bourbon oh. Barrel Iced Cider. Minnesota Harvest. That sounds pretty good. Iced Cider, good. yeah. Yeah, I've I've had some uh, some Norwegian ice cider before. That was yeah, freaking fantastic. Um, and I got that on my own. I didn't have to rely on Norwegian contacts to get that. Oh, one. <laughs> get your own Norwegian contact. Yeah, that's right. Uh, what are you drinking out over there? Well, I I haven't started, but I got I got uh, I went with um, 
some 12 ounce cans instead of any of the normal 16 ounce cans. I find that at the end of the show, I have to run to the bathroom. <laughs> Steve? Right away, uh, yes, okay, you too, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I have, uh, let's see, I should probably take the price tag out of this so I can read it. Beechwood uh, Mocha Machine. So it's an Imperial Coffee Chocolate Porter. So that'd be hopefully good. Uh, and I have Hot Belly Bubble Stash. This is nice, Ooh, nice. standard I like IPA. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I just saw it in there and it's like, that's uh, the only non giant big IPA that I had that wasn't yeah. a 16 ounce can. All the good IPAs come in 16 ounce cans now. Yeah. And I like I I can't I can't think of this. Right. And I got uh, from I, I, Zaha. I like IPAs, but not I do too. Not all the time do I yeah. want a full pint nine yes. and a half percent. Yes, it's exactly. Like sometimes I just want a twelver. And that's all I have, except right. for the bubble stash. So that's why I grabbed the bubble stash. Yeah, a, a lot of my beers right now are in bombers because I'm not sharing them with people. Yeah. I usually crack a bomber, a bomber and share it with a friend when they come over. Yes, that's what and I do too. so I'm running out of cans, but I've got a fridge full of bombers. <laughs> yeah, we just actually, I just got back from Denver. Uh, my brother mm -hmm. lives out in Denver. Another brother, not John, yeah. obviously. Uh, my and other brother, John. My other brother, John, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and we went to uh, just, I'd like, I think we hit 10 breweries. Because like Denver is like Portland, right? There's just breweries everywhere. Yeah. And um, so I was like looking for unique stuff to get, um, stuff that they don't distribute because they have like, you know, great divides over there, uh, and uh, uh, Epic is over there and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And they distribute all over the place. And so I went to those places, but I was disappointed because all the stuff that they offered with stuff I can get over here. So I'm like, what, what, what am I yeah. doing here? I um, hate going to like, you know, oh, well, while you're in town, you got to go to this great tap house and you go there, it's 80% of stuff you can get locally. Anyway. Yeah, it's I like, know. It's like, I don't, I don't want that. So we tried going to like places I've never heard of before. Um, yeah. And of course there's just a big risk because some of them might be good. Some of them might not be good. And it was, it was a big mixed bag. Yeah. Um, but there was a few good ones there, and they, and they, they usually will do either crawlers or, um, you know, the big tall ones, the, the, the 16 ounces. Yeah. They hardly ever do 12 uh, ounce cans. So most of the stuff I brought back from Colorado, I didn't want to pick either because <laughs> they were just giant amounts of liquid that I'm just not going to try drinking all by myself. Right. So I think I'm going to start out with, uh, the Mazama brewing Hefeweizen, Ooh. which I've actually had before. And it's actually really good Hefeweizen. Nice. Yeah, I'm opening up a Kansas City Craft Brewers Old World Pilsner. Okay, so light one. Yeah. We're both starting out light. Yeah, I, I got three light ones today. Okay, good. So. Yeah, this this is like a traditional Hefeweizen, not like a Widmere Hefeweizen, not like yeah. weedy or, or anything like that. This one tastes like those banana esters are in there. Right. Kind of malty and sweet. A little bit of hop, not too much. It's very good stuff. This is like a lemony pilsner. Really? That sounds good. It smells kind of good. Yeah. Mm. Zeke, you can't do that. <laughs> Zeke's going to smell the beer and I, drink it. No, I, I spilled a little. Um, so those, some people may not know this, but um, Zeke, uh, a day after we found him, made his first appearance on our show because someone abandoned him on our doorstep. Um, so we did Talking Heads, I think with Rhett. Um, yeah. and, uh, and he was on the show and for the next couple of weeks, he did exactly this. He sat in my lap for, uh, for quite a few weeks in a row, uh, while he was warming up to us and whatnot. 
And uh, at one point, uh, we opened, John and I opened some beers and I'm sitting there, they're just sitting like this. And Zeke is on camera licking the, the beer that's dripping down my glass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's when he was a puppy puppy, like just yeah, little, little, little yeah, baby he, Zeke. Yeah, uh, we got him on our doorstep when he was six weeks old. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, somebody's got the Yungling Hershey's Porter. For a Pilsner? No, no, yeah. no. Graybeard Tech got the yeah, Yingling Hershey's Yeah, Gray, Graybeard Tech has uh, has that. I'm saying this for a Pilsner? Oh, for a Pilsner. Oh, you're making comments on your beer. Okay, right. I'm, Yeah, I'm talking about my beer yeah. now. Okay, yeah, sorry. The, the hell with <laughs> Yinglings. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but seriously, send me one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, for a Pilsner, this has depth. It's got flavor. It's really? got, like... It's got more than one flavor. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's evolving. It's weird. That's that's a lot of pilsners like craft pilsners are usually pretty good um, for the most part. I mean, it's still not my favorite style, but right. they're way more flavorful than your domestic Coors and Bud and everything like that. I like that. Um, like I said, it's it's got kind of a lemony um, lemony sweetness. I want to say mm, um, on the nose, and uh, it's not bready at all. It's not yeah. not biscuit flavored. It's not. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not eating flatbread in, in liquid form. Oh, that was the thing I didn't like about <laughs> Denver. A lot of the breweries, because like, um, you know, uh, New Belgian is over there, and New Belgian's popular, and New Belgian uses that biscuity malt type stuff. I just I don't like that yeah. flavor that much in my beer, and a lot of the breweries over there use that, and so I'm just like, uh, I'm not into it. Right. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get. Uh into the news shall we get some news going yeah uh starting with click on the right tab there there you go uh we all try to accessorize and outfit our computers in every way shape and form um whether it's higher in parts if you can order a graphics card mm -hmm. whether it's you know rgb everything whether it's you know just the right keyboard just the right monitor um well Razer is expanding into a new line of accessorization and uh, customization, uh, which you can use to buy all your customized PC peripherals. Uh, they are bringing RGB to the credit card. Yeah. <laughs> this is not an April Fool's gag. This is real life. There is an LED <laughs> embedded in the Razer credit card. Which, I mean, to be fair, is kind of cool. This is a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of cool. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> Although, does it like constantly glow or is there like I think a, it a way may, to turn it off? I think or? it may glow when you put the chip in. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Because if it, if it doesn't glow, well, because it also says that, that because credit cards are, are quickly kind of becoming obsolete because everybody has the swipe pay on their phone. And I use that as much as I can. Actually, I yeah. find it way more convenient. Mm -hmm. um, so it also said that this card is supposed to support that. So I'm wondering if when you swipe it, it does the same thing too. If you just hover over it and it, and it experiences a, a, a near field communication that it lights up maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, uh, yeah, they've proven. Um, in fact, uh, Scotty from uh, Strange Parts, he did mm -hmm. a, a video on wireless LEDs. Uh, mm. Using um, using short shortwave uh, you know NFC contact essentially mm -hmm. to and uh, wireless charging mm. to, to 
to power up LEDs. And, so, uh, so if the battery runs out in this thing, it could be a wireless charger, and you could just set it on your wireless charger, <laughs> charge your credit card back up, Char charge your LED back up, charge your so LED, you, not not the not the balance, obviously. So you, so you can impress the ladies with that yeah. bling. <laughs> or, or are they a razor's charges you for charging the battery? So you get you know five cents Zeke. a kilowatt. Zeke. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, not up the nose, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he smells uh, the beer on your breath. Yeah. He does like the smell of beer. I do not give my dog beer. I want to make that perfectly mm -hmm. well known. Um, uh, the most he's ever gotten was probably what he just got because I spilled a couple drops on my desk. And as soon as they hit the desk, he went and licked them up. Oh, yeah. And but, now he uh, wants more. Yeah. You've, uh, you've uh, successfully turned your dog into an alcoholic. Yeah. Good job. No, what's, what's really <laughs> funny is uh, if I don't, it, you notice I'm constantly petting him. Yeah. Okay. Um, he gets anxiety from you looking at him. Oh, poor uh, doggy. And uh, yeah, he's he's a, a nervous wreck most of the time. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, is he part Chihuahua? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it makes he's, sense if he was. He's, he's definitely a mutt. I mean, yeah. he's a he's a decently sized dog. He's yeah. right around twenty pounds. Um, We've met, but, uh, so yeah, I know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I was telling them because they don't know. <laughs> Jeez, it's not all about you, Stephen. It's not. Oh. Um, but uh, no, if I stop petting him, um, he will try to pet me. Oh, really? Um, and uh, yeah, so if I if I do this, he'll either start licking me to death, or mm -hmm. he'll start uh, putting his paws up on me, and he'll actually pet me mm -hmm. to go like, "Dude, I wasn't done yet." Yeah, come back, finish <laughs> right. what you started. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh yeah. There's yeah. That's right. As you should ask John if he has any more of that dog beer. Yeah. I can give some to Zeke. Oh, he would. He would. Eat Probably that like that. Oh yeah. Well, drink it up, brother. I I I was not there with John when he he tried to experience that stuff. Thank God, because I <laughs> didn't want to drink that stuff. It looked gross. <laughs> has he tried making ramen with it yet? Uh, it might make it considerably taste better, actually. <laughs> Ooh, chicken. <laughs> I kind of imagine that's kind of what that dog beer tastes like. It's probably just like top ramen broth with like a little more putridity to it or something. Right. Well, he, he goes, there was like an oily finish to it as well. well probably, yeah, you know. There's probably some fish oil in there because that's yeah. usually good for dogs' coats yeah. and things like that. Yeah. Heavy petting to not on talking heads. Yes. <laughs> Considerable heavy petting. heavy petting. Yes. Um, all right, moving right along from yep. heavy petting, uh, oh, yeah. family friendly show, uh, <sighs> Samsung, uh, says the first rollable smartphone will debut in 2021 following the success of their foldable handsets. I guess, yeah. I guess they have one model that's a success and they call it a success. Yes. I know it's going to put success in quotes there because right. I don't know if it was really a success. I don't know of many techs that got off to a rockier start yeah. than Samsung's foldable screens. I, I, I'm still dubious on the foldable screens, too. Um, yeah. I could probably get behind the rollable screen more than I would the foldable screen. Yeah. Because I don't uh, I think there would be less... Oh, there's, no, there's going to be less creasing, I would suspect. But Right. I still don't know why I need a foldable phone or a rollable phone there there hasn't been any convincing use cases in software yeah that proved to me that the form factor makes sense 
Uh, um, I understand that probably it's only going to be used for like, ah, I'm watching a movie on this thing. I want a bigger screen. That's it. Right. <laughs> the My biggest thing at the moment is they're twice as thick, though. And well, that's the thing. Yeah, the rollable <laughs> ones, I think, are not supposed to be as thick than the fold. The foldable ones are definitely right. But the rollable ones are not. They're obviously not as thin as as, you know, your flagship right. Samsung Galaxies and, and your yeah. Apples and stuff like that. But let, let because... me just say that after paring down and uh, by the way, this is not a sponsored spot, but mm -hmm. after paring down to the Ridge Wallet after they decided to sponsor the channel. Mm -hmm. So previously sponsored spot, this spot is not sponsored by Ridge Wallet, although you can still go to, uh, to ridge.com slash craft to get 10% <laughs> yeah. off your order. The in, yeah. the code is still valid. Um, but uh, since paring down and the wallet's still the thickest thing that I carry, yeah. I ain't doubling up my phone. Well, that's the foldable one, though. I don't think I don't right. think the thickness on the on the rollable one's going to be that much bad. They're not that yeah. not that much bigger than what we currently have. Right. Because um, I mean, they have rollable TVs already. Uh, I don't know how popular those are, but um, I mean, I I I I take I take to mess with it. I kind of want to play with it, but I don't know. If I want to like play with it. it. I want to see it, but yeah, there's not been a killer app or a use case. Right. Because the the cell phone the smartphone form factor yeah is a very very mature form factor of point. course oh yeah it um, works great 13 14 years of this is what a smartphone is now mm -hmm. there's been some evolutions within this mm -hmm. but from the original you know moto droid and the iphone one this has been what a smartphone is right um and so all of a sudden they're going oh we're gonna like go twice you know, unfold it and you have two screens side right. by side, or you're going to have this and you're going to have that. It's like for what application software use case, what, yeah. what are you going to give me that that makes sense to use in my day-to-day -day life? And thus far, I haven't found anything that I go, you know what? If only I had twice as much real estate, this would be an easier thing to do on my phone. Yeah. I, I don't really think there's too much. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And and that's not to say because I've I've said on the channel before, I understand the reason for these devices, and that's to either scale up the production of the technology to further explore the technology or to uh get it ready for another another use case. And so foldable screens or wallpaper material that turns into a screen cut to mm -hmm. size, whatever. Yeah. This is where you start that. And so I understand why they're making the phone, but it doesn't make me want one. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean I like the concept more of the of the rollable TV better because you mm -hmm. can have a, like a compact TV and thing. You hit a button and zzz, there it goes out. That's pretty neat. Or like you said, if it's on the wall, it's actually in the wall itself. It's kind of pasted on there basically. That's yeah. kind of neat too. But yeah, with the form factor of a of a phone where it just gets bigger for what reason I don't know. Mm -hmm. Dual screen phones? I, I have no idea. I, I don't know. Right. They, they have two instances of, of Android running at once. I don't know. Two applications even? I've only got two thumbs. Like. I mean, I don't know. Okay. I, I guess I can say like uh, I've, I've tried um, remoting, doing remote desktop into a uh, workstation on my phone. It's pretty bad. It's not great with this form factor, even when you tilt it on its side. Maybe something like this would work out better when you're trying to remote into another computer. You'll have a little more real estate. It looks more like a desktop. It functions more like a desktop. I can see that being practical. 
Right. A little more practical, but yeah. Not 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 your everyday user. That's what right. I'm saying. Your everyday user, if they're going to do it, it's just because they want a bigger screen to watch more, have more real estate to watch whatever movie they're watching. But but the way they fold doesn't make sense for aspect ratios. No, the it media doesn't. That you'd not be for watching. aspect ratio. Well, I mean, the four the, by three died mm, a long time ago. <laughs> I know. Well, maybe you want to watch old episodes of things and keep it in the original aspect ratio. <laughs> Actually, I think uh, all the or didn't all the original Futuramas they weren't they in the 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 four by yes. five aspect ratio? Yeah, yeah. I think just, you know. Yeah, they were four by three. You're thinking five by four, which is the twelve eighty by ten twenty four PC yeah, yeah, yeah. resolution. Sorry, yeah. yeah. The the PC master race of two thousand three. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. The the elders told us tales of. Them. Oh yeah. That was the I went I went to the I went to the municipal dump the other day because I had a bunch of old electronic stuff that was broken because you could get rid of it for free over there. Recycle yeah, they, for they free over free, there. Free cycling, right? Yeah, and I went and just took a took a glance into the monitor section. It was just a just a pile of sad CRT monitors sitting in there. Yep. I'm like, oh, I miss CRTs sometimes. 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 Not sometimes. the size and the weight, but there. What's they're, the uh, largest CRT you ever personally owned? Uh, I had a 21 inch. You had a 21? 21, yeah. I had a 24. Oh, yeah? Um, oh, no, wait. I take that back. I did have a 22. Uh, that it was... And it even it even came with a little hood on the thing. Yeah. Because okay, it's supposed yeah. to be for, like, color calibration and stuff like yeah. that. So you can... So it's darker and you can make yourself a little darker. Um, I got that one. That was pretty nice, too. Mm-hmm. So I got a 22-inch one. Yeah, I had a 24, which means, like, 23.1 viewable. Uh, <laughs> you know, back when back when bezels were still measured in inches, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. full the, inches. The things, yeah, um, yeah. It was a twenty-four. Um, I'm pretty sure it was a Sony, and mm-hmm. I never should have gotten rid of it. Um, yeah. The heaviest monitor that I've ever had was I had one of the original Apple Studio monitors, the G3 Blue, you know, fish tank. Right, those giant not, ones. Not, yeah. not the iMac, but the no. Studio monitor. Mm-hmm. Um, those things were huge. It's like eighty-five pounds. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I remember my 21-inch CRT was, I don't think it was that heavy, but it was yeah. It was probably about 45, 50 pounds or something yeah. like that. It was not um, fun. And the largest CRT I've ever personally used and moved mm-hmm. was a Mitsubishi 48-inch. Oof. 700 wow. pounds. Oh, who used it was that? A, it was a CRT. Who used that? What was that for? We had two of them. Uh, they had VGA inputs and they had mm-hmm. 1024 by 768 resolution native, Ooh. which was yeah, <laughs> 75 hertz. Like, oh, wow. like for gaming? Oh, hell oh, yeah. Yeah, it was fast, um, yeah. But uh, we had them for uh, uh, digital signage, essentially. Oh, okay. Uh, so, you know, current events happening here. Right. And that was the largest form factor that you can get without going to a projector. And a projector was, you know, 20 grand for something. At the time, you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I bet. And so it was... Yeah, Mitsubishi 48-inch CRTs. My God. That's yeah, the infra- insane. The infrastructure required to put a, a, a screen of that size up, mm-hmm. you had to engineer the mount. Now, oh, yeah. I 
I hung a 70, 75 inch TV in my living room by myself. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Level. <laughs> and and that's the that's the thing about you know these rollable screens and stuff like that. You, you could probably have your daughters do it now. Right. <laughs> Pretty soon. Oh, and by the so, way, hey, it's like hanging up a poster, kids. Oh, and by the way, my screen is above our fireplace mantle, and so it wasn't like you know I'm just like hooking it on the wall. It was yeah. I'm standing up on the brick fireplace and then lifting it up above my head mm -hmm. and. And it's on a swinging arm and everything. Yeah. And you're just going to use it to play videos of fire. So, yep, right. <laughs> I'm not going to use the fireplace. I'm just going to have pictures of fire above my fireplace. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, see, we do the uh, the uh, Return of the Jedi Yule Log, which is the burning of Darth Vader for eight hours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's good. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I saw those, uh, what they had. They have a few varieties, but I think they had like a Darth Vader, a Stormtrooper, and a Skull. And they mm -hmm. were like uh, cement casts of them that you put in your uh, fire pit. <laughs> so that when you start a fire, they're just sitting there burning like that. So this looks like charred <laughs> charred skulls or charred you know, whatever. I, I kind of want like a like a, a hollow Stormtrooper rock so oh, yeah. I could put it in the fire. So like eyes are burning out. Just burning out like that. Yeah, yeah. that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Gonna, somebody, somebody start making that recreate the ewok scene that's what i want there you go yeah so i don't know how we got from foldable phones to burning <laughs> dark it happens you know there it is <laughs> all right what do we got next oh uh, what do we got next treadmills, treadmills. yes the, the the funnest of all treadmills yes uh we've talked about the virtuous omni quite a few times over the years and in mm -hmm. fact uh the history of the virtuix omni goes way back before even i started my channel oh yeah it's been um, around for a while and the rnd is back when i was in... uh, <laughs> yeah yeah uh so the virtuix omni for those who don't know is a uh, virtual reality treadmill of sorts that has been in uh early stages and early access and kickstarter and you name. I, I think this this one might have been an indiegogo i don't remember um, but, uh, the concept of it is full locomotion in place. Yeah. And so you can walk, you can run, you can jump, you can crawl all while staying stationary. And the way it works is it's kind of like a concave bowl mm -hmm. that is 100% smooth and you wear what are essentially bowling shoes. Uh, yeah. so they're, they're a felt bottom shoe that allow mm -hmm. you to walk seamlessly, um, and in in games, just think of a steel drum coated in olive oil. <laughs> it's like that. I don't need to hear about your last Saturday night. Steve. <laughs> the Jamaican fantasies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so it's kind of a cool concept, and it's been in the works for quite a, a few number, of, quite a few years, quite a few number of years. Yes. Um, uh, it says right in the article me. 2013 so yeah it's it's been a while right it's, it's almost no, I, 10 years yeah i i remember watching this as a concept when it first came out like a year after uh palmer lucky was making headlines with the oculus rift mm -hmm. um because as soon as that became as soon as the 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 oculus dk1 came out i saw this guy um not the guy in this but the guy who made this um I remember watching YouTube videos of his, of he's got a Microsoft Connect sensor that is skeletal tracking him while he's moving. And he had integrated locomotion from that into 
Skyrim and uh, Battlefield 3 and a couple of different games like that. Um, so I remember when this project started. Um, but as cool as this technology is, as, as really exciting as this is, unless places like VR arcades start to jump on board and buy these and get Virtuex Omni the capital that they need to continue. Yeah. Um, this is going nowhere fast. And I don't mean to sound like a downer, but I um, realistically, this is a $2,000 peripheral for a 2% niche market of the PC gaming space. Yep. The, the PC gaming space is only 2% of it is VR. 1.8% of all Steam users worldwide own a VR headset of some kind. 1.8. And how many of them play regularly? Yeah. Um, and so it's a niche mark, very, very niche market. Um, something, something Halo product. So <laughs> I felt like I was saying niche too much, so I had to throw another uh, yeah. another one of my catchphrases in. Raid is not a backup. Um, but uh, so the the marketability and uh your target audience is already not that big you're going to be aiming at two percent of your of that target yeah audience, i know that's super small uh with a two thousand dollar peripheral that may or may not have the software support yeah. on the back end of it to play the games you want yeah i i think they said that they had there's a buy-in for the library that you have to do uh, and I think like some of the games they were saying might might be on there. Mm -hmm. uh, didn't really. I mean, Fortnite not really something I'm super excited about. Uh, Call of Duty. Uh, I mean, Call of Duty maybe might be kind of fun, but I don't know. I'd I'd want something more. If I was gonna play something like that, something more tactical and mm -hmm. slow paced. Something like Arma or something like... Well, not even Arma because it'd be driving. How would they get driving to work on that thing? Mm. But, um, you know, uh, like CSGO or something like that, maybe. Might be a little better. Uh, Pavlov in the VR scape yeah, would, something, be, that, would be that would be CSGO. great too. Yeah, yeah, right. Pavlov. Um, Half-Life Alex. Yeah, that would not, be awesome. Not even like, you know, multiplayer games, but just like those type of experiences. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Half-Life Alex is the greatest VR game that I have ever played. Um, and I, I don't say that lightly as someone who used to own and operate a VR arcade. <laughs> um, I mean, small, small organization, small business yeah. that I ran, but I got to play a lot of VR. Yeah. Um, and, and I've been into the VR space since my original funding of a DK1. Yeah. You know, uh, so. And if games like that aren't going to be available for it, you're you're gonna shrink your market down even more on top of that because no right. one's gonna be interested in it. Right. You could have but, the greatest peripheral in the world, but if no one wants to put software to work with it, right, then you're not gonna do anything with it. Yeah, unless this is a a native SDK or it, they're taking advantage of an SDK where they can integrate their own software mm -hmm. into locomotion that the Unreal Engine is taking advantage of, right. or you know. Uh, so they can go whatever locomotion you're using for whatever VR game you're using, we can integrate into that. Um, it's going to be a hard sell. It's yeah. going to be a really hard sell because of the two to five percent of people who could even 
be interested in oh yeah i've got two grand to drop and 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 you know i don't need my third treadmill in the in the guest suite anymore mm-hmm. I could, you know dev- devote that i guess to uh you know a vr space um of those five percent what percent of the games that they want to play are going to be supported i kind of want to do <laughs> i want to do a vr uh, version of uh flight simulator mm-hmm. for toddlers where you just put your hands out and go uh there was a bird simulator <laughs> game where you lay on like a piano bench and you oh, yeah. flap your wings oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Steve, I can let you live your dream. Oh, that'd be that'd be wonderful. I was gonna let my four year old do it, but he'd probably start running, and then like the cord would yank out, and he'd like, "What's yeah. going on?" <laughs> yeah, I I keep keeping my head or my ear to the ground because I'm I'm waiting for something like uh, an HTC Vive or an Index or uh some kind of headset that's not the oculus and it's not that i have anything against the oculus headset itself it's i have something against facebook and forced integration and and all that jazz um uh that and i've been less and less impressed with the well the oculus quest 2 is the only headset that i would consider getting at this point Mm -hmm. uh from oculus but i i want to see Windows Mixed Reality get a second generation and and mm-hmm. go with a wireless solution or you know have an affordable wireless solution for another headset yeah um, whether it's HTC or the Vive Index or whatever because um, I I I don't play it enough anymore to devote you know fifteen hundred dollars to it but at the same time wireless would fix a lot of problems with VR uh, as yeah. far as yanking the cord out of your head right or... exactly and just just that feeling of being attached to something because you always right. have that thing of it's hanging off you. Mm-hmm. I mean, this this peripheral is supposed to help, you know, eliminate the clunky controls where you like I'm pointing to where I need to walk, and then right. there you're there, right. or or the you know thumb controls like you're walking like with the controller or something like that. It's supposed to feel a lot mm-hmm. more natural and immersed. But you're still gonna have those things strapped to your back. You're still gonna feel like you're attached to something. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see where this goes. Yep. And it's still, like you said, still a niche market. So it's probably going to develop very, very, very slowly unless it becomes extremely popular very quickly. Right. And and like like I said, it has. It's This has been developing since 2013. I remember right. watching the original launch video for whatever uh, crowdfund they were trying to go. Like I said, I think it was Indiegogo is who, is who these guys went through. Mm-hmm. But I've been watching progress of the Virtuous Omni for seven years. And it's cool that they're finally getting ready to ship mm-hmm. uh, i didn't think they ever would um but two grand that's that's a big ask like and, and this is from someone who owns a steel battalion controller for the xbox oh yeah those things were cool <laughs> hey you still have that thing I still have it do you, you, they might be worth something now i think they're, uh, they're, they're kind of highly sought of yeah. right um they're worth a little bit not quite as much as you might think they're they're worth a little bit more than the retail that they were originally so, oh, okay um like 175 200 in like perfect condition i don't have the box i do have an xbox i kept my og xbox and the controller and i have two copies of the seal battalion game um and that's the only reason i kept the og xbox um was you know one day i might want to hook this up and play again i don't know 
Yeah, well, I, they might have like you know drivers for the PC right. or something like that. You can hook this, it up. This is coming from someone who owned a Super Scope Six for the Super Nintendo. Oh yeah, <laughs> right here. I think I, I, I am no stranger to expensive peripherals. Yeah, yeah. The Virtuix Omni is a, it is a, is an expensive peripheral that I hope doesn't struggle. Yeah, my parents got us that the Nintendo uh, pad where you run on it. Yeah. They thought we needed more exercise, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> they thought that, well, if you're going to sit here and play video games, why don't you play something like this? And we ended up just, like, figuring out that you can hook up a controller to it and then just, like, mm-hmm. yeah. and it would work just the same. And we're like, oh, look, I'm, yeah, <laughs> look track how fast and, we're going. Look field. how fast we're going. Yeah, look track how fast we're going. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, we barely even play with that thing. Yep. All right. Uh, should we get into it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we got a little pregame appetizer here for you. Uh, so we're getting into RTX talk. Um, boy, uh, they could have had a smoother launch. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, extremely. <laughs> um, I will say in, in a year that has lacked a lot of content to talk about on this show, there's been numerous weeks where we struggled. It's been no no shortage of uh, talking about what NVIDIA or an NVIDIA-related product has screwed mm-hmm. up with this week. Well, especially with all the, <laughs> all the marketing and the hype that they put up behind it. I mean, right. there's a lot to talk about just there. Double and, the performance of yeah, the 2080 I mean, Ti. Hey, I mean, yeah. They're, you the, can't buy one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they're just teasing us with that carrot on a stick. It, it's that uh, that Geico commercial with the, the guy with the dollar at a fishing pole Ooh, i got you oh yeah i got you i got you a dollar yeah (laughs) or was that state farm i can't remember yeah something like that but yeah i remember the commercial yeah Yeah. got Uh, you a dollar i got you a dollar (laughs) Ooh, you almost had it there um so starting with the supply constraints of the rtx 3080 we won't Mm -hmm. even talk about the 3090 because that's not where most people are reaching for right most people are just trying to get the 3080 because again that's the first graphics upgrade we've had since Pascal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've tried to find them. Uh, they're out of stock everywhere. Yeah. So according to a Danish retailer, uh, what was the name of that retailer again? Who was that? Pro Shop. Pro Shop. Thank you. Yeah. Um, not not the Bass one, but the, the, yeah. uh, the, <laughs> the PC one. Yeah. Um, uh, Pro Shop has revealed that they have only been able to ship 10% of their RTX 3000 or 3080 pre-orders. 10% have actually yep. shipped. Yep. Um, That's abysmal. Right. Here is their full list of cards they have shipped. Um, you know, the the MSI Ventus, uh, you know, one of, one of their more popular series of cards. Uh, They've had 200 orders. They've received zero. There are zero in transit. Um, yeah. I mean, look at look at the underway. Right now, this retailer only has 123 cards inbound for them. Yeah. Not that much. They took 2,000 pre-orders of the RTX Tough. Yes, I know. And, the, and, an, the, and the another 2,000 two... more of the Tough OC. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, yeah, they've received uh, 55 of those cards so far. Yeah, that is out just, of 2,000 orders. That's sad. And I mean, seeing 
you know, low double digit numbers for any of these graphics cards is that's abysmal. Yeah. And uh, in any any people who still doubted maybe this was a paper maybe this was a paper launch maybe it wasn't a paper launch maybe people are actually getting their cards and it's just there's so much pent up hype and we're all spending a lot of time at home anymore and so we want a game and we want to upgrade and we want to do this and that maybe there was just so much demand no that i yeah i don't know i think it may be a combination of things really uh and i think you might be right there's a lot of people at home uh, i think there's a lot of hype with the uh, performance increase. Uh, I think the lackluster uh, enthusiasm for the, the 2000 series, right? <clears throat> not too many people. I mean, I, I know some people did. I did. Uh, more out of necessity, not because I really wanted to. Um, I think that maybe they're like, okay, let's not, let's not release so much because maybe we'll have a glut, a big supply, like maybe they did with the RTX, with the, the 2000 RTXs. Right. I don't know. And maybe maybe they uh, underestimated the demand. Who knows? But this is a huge underestimate, like gigantic underestimate. Right. I, I no, I don't think this is an underestimate. I think this is a we wanted to get out the news before AMD had a chance, and we wanted to get cards in hand first. So maybe there'll just be so much hype that people will wait past the AMD thing right. until we actually have the cards in hand ready to yeah. ship. Now they might just because... piss people off enough that they're going to go AMD because that's the only thing they're going to get their hands on. Right. And AMD has come out and publicly said, we won't have any supply issues at launch. Mm-hmm. There's not going to be any. Yeah, because um, I mean, they... they although spe- maybe maybe now there will because no one can buy NVIDIA cards right now. <laughs> the speculation is, is that uh, supply isn't going to be ready until next year. Like right. they're going to miss the Christmas... Uh, supply the, the yeah. basically the whole this whole christmas yeah jensen has said supply constraints will continue until 2021 yeah um so through the end of the year you're not going to get an rtx 3080 or 3090 for christmas either yeah and you, you can get you can get a it. you'll get a card that says hey you might get one right <laughs> so we paid for it but uh you might not get one right um so yeah it's uh it's not looking good for nvidia um mm. and this is all self-inflicted it really really is self-inflicted yeah. Um, so I just finished my beer. I think yeah, I want to open done. another. I think I want to open a second one, so we can get into the big story of the week. All right. Which is the only headline I put in my title this week. <laughs> yes, MSI I know. scalping RTX 3080s. That's right. Let's talk. Allegedly. 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 Let's talk about it because I feel like I have a little bit different take than, well, I I have my take. I'll say that. I have yeah. my take. Um, we'll get into it. All right. What, do you, what are we opening next, Steve? Uh, you know, I want the, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to finish big with my Imperial in the evening. So I'm going to go with my IPA next. All right. What you got for an IPA? Mm. Buble stash. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's Buble. Right. Our bubble, however you want to pronounce it. Cam and Bubbly. Yeah. <laughs> One of the greatest SNL skits of all time. Oh, yeah. John Hamm and Michael Bubbly. Uh, it's Buble, not anymore. Buble. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, for me, I am going with uh, also an IPA. I've got a Golden Road Brewing uh, Wolf Pup Session IPA. 
Wolf Pup Session. Wolf Pup Session. Is this another one of uh, Bite My Bits? This came from BMB, but this is a Los Angeles, California. Uh, oh, really? Brewery. So, yeah. I, I have not, I've had a few brewery, uh, beers from LA. Mm-hmm. I never really liked a single one, really. So far, I have not been impressed with Kansas, although that Pilsner was surprisingly good. Mm. Oh, God. Now, San Diego, lots of great beers, San Diego. LA, hmm. I uh, mean. So, LA, you're not impressing me because the can just blew up on me. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> it has a slight smoggy aftertaste. Maybe, oh, we got uh, technical difficulties. Well, where's where's Zeke to come look it up? He's an alcoholic now. He's probably gonna want some. Well, I guess he's I guess he's been banned. He had his AA meeting to get to. Like that was a wild amount of liquid that just seeped out of that can. I should have well, watched John's tutorial yeah, on how say, to avoid that. Did you that. just watch John's how to how to decarb or de defuzz or whatever? Just take his advice and like don't open it and open a different one. I didn't shake it. Yeah, I know. This beer's been sitting here for forty minutes. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Bite my bits. Jason just shook it up before he put it in the box. I'm sure. It's it's lasted this long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Coron- Coronado's is in uh, San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, San Diego has great breweries. Uh, LA, yes. not so much. Not, not that I've, not so that I've, much. not that I've been. I've only been to a handful. But. All right. There we go. Crisis averted. So there's there my. We go. Uh, oh. It's an interesting color. It's almost that green. is that's very almost yeah green. Yeah. Mm. Yes, Jason shook up my beer. That's exactly mm. what happened. Um. All right. Let's do this. <laughs> you ready about this? Uh, yeah, and in fact, I didn't uh, bring up the original Reddit post, so I'm going to do that real okay. quick as well uh, while I'm teeing this up. So um, this story broke very, very late last night. Yep. Um, uh, and Sorry, I'm trying to do like four things at once here. Um no, I don't want to go to another website. I want to search on this website. MSI Scalping. Yeah, Coronado as oh you can keep going on. Coronado uh brewing. They had one of my one of my favorite beers today. I don't think they make it anymore. Oh no, wait, that's Ballast Point. Well, maybe thinking Coronado. Yeah. Coronado's still good though. I'm pretty sure I had their red. I'll have to go pull it up on a tap to see if I had it. There we go. Got it. So the original post was on our hardware. Mm-hmm. Um and uh oh gosh where's the second uh there we go all right sorry i should have done that beforehand but there we go um so this all came up very very quickly last night like 7 p.m i heard like kind of a uh msi did something again yes oh wait okay um so msi has allegedly been caught uh scalping which is not really scalping if you're selling them yourself because scalping (laughs) implies resale so scalping is not the right term price gouging how's that 
price gouging RTX 3080s and 3090s on eBay. Um, so a user found uh, uh, a couple of suspicious product links that were all product photography uh, and MSI, all, all MSI branded cards uh, selling on eBay for thirteen, fifteen, eighteen hundred $1,800 uh, for RTX 3080s. Um, they decided to look up the company, which was Starlit, uh, Starlit Partner. Um, and I said, hmm, I wonder who this is. Starlit Partner, as it turns out, lists their corporate address as the same exact corporate address as MSI, uh, MSI Corporation in the United States. Um, it is a registered trademark. It is a licensed business. It is everything. So um, unless this was some large elaborate scam, Starlet is a fully owned company. And in fact, they've found uh, 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 all the documentation that Starlet is 100% a subsidiary of MSI US. Uh, yeah. What Starlet is responsible for is selling uh, B-stock and refurbished gear on different retail sites. They are a um, a end, end uh, user or an end, end chain retailer, there we go, uh, for MSI. Yep. Um, now, MSI selling their cards on eBay. Yes, four of them. There were four cards sold by Starlet partners okay four cards um and i'm i'm talking like this to bring the hate down, down yeah. <laughs> just a little bit and yeah. let me be very clear i am not defending msi mm -hmm. but i'm saying if you want to get your teeth out save it for something that deserves teeth um because if you react like this for every single slight like we did about the capacitors. Remember we talked about that like a week ago? Turns out it was just a buggy driver like every other graphics card at launch. Um, although it'd be nice if we could actually test cards in large numbers. Um, <laughs> maybe we would have gotten to that point yeah, a little maybe, sooner. Maybe had, it could have been avoided. we had cards yeah. in hand. Yeah. Um, but uh, remember how everyone was ready to point fingers at every single AIB and NVIDIA for being a bunch of idiots? And I said, well, what's more likely that simultaneously every single engineer at NVIDIA and every single engineer at every board partner suddenly forgot the basics of power design on their cards? Or maybe it's just a buggy driver. And it turns out it was a buggy driver. Um, but people were ready for blood and, and people were ready for, you know, never buy a gigabyte card because they, or Zotac card because they cheaped out on their capacitors. And it was an Amish mistake. <laughs> right. It's a buggy driver. It's a buggy driver. Yeah. It's a buggy. <laughs> proud of that. I am actually. I thought you're, that was pretty good. You're rather proud of that. I Thank liked you. it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but. I don't know what it is right now that is making people go nuts over PR fiascos. Um, I, I don't know. This is not a good look for MSI, especially because this is like the third fiasco that they've been involved in with in, with in as many months, is what I was trying to say. Um, there was the uh, 
uh, MSI Euro uh, had a, a a new PR rep that came over from China who wanted a reviewer to take down a laptop review that they didn't agree with, offered to pay yep. them money and, and whatnot. And that is totally not kosher. It's not kosher in the West. That does happen in the Chinese and Asian markets, though. That's a totally respected practice. Um, in in the Western practices for, you know, reviewing, that's not an accepted thing. And uh, people like to think that companies like MSI are, every single player is absolutely by the book. And ev it would shock you how much more of the wild, wild west that PR and just sales in general is as an industry, oh, yeah. as an entire industry. Um, it's... It's very much who knows who, who shakes whose hand, you know, I can get you this deal, I can do this, I can do that for you. Um, it's very much, there's far fewer policies for things like that than you would than you might expect. However, there are also accepted practices and company policies to prevent certain things from taking place, like paying off reviewers. Mm -hmm. um, but an employee does have a certain amount of expendable cash per year. Maybe they decided to spend that on paying off this reviewer because that's how they spent their expendable money in China. You know, <laughs> it, it's a culture thing. It's, but whatever. Um, people like to think that MSI has full control over what every single one of their employees does from top to bottom and that every single employee follows the exact same policy. Um, and I'm not just singling out MSI for the sake of MSI. I'm talking about the industry as a whole, well outside of consumer electronics. This happens in every industry. Yeah. That a salesman will say, "Well, I can get you this rate, and blah blah oh. blah, and we'll we'll cover the shipping." And oh, it's even it's even worse in software. I mean, oh yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, um, right. Uh, so I'll, I'll get to the gamers nexus thing here in just a minute uh thomas just uh msi has a track record whoa 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 msi has a track record let's expand on this okay um msi has had three bad instances in three months and one of which is directly nvidia's fault and the second of which might also kind of be nvidia's fault and that's the point that i'm getting to um so uh when it comes to PR, your job as a PR person is to create good PR for the company you're working for. And it's usually, in all of my experience with a bunch of PR people, is usually by following ethical guidelines and, and you know, trying to spin a message a certain way or do, you know, get products into reviewers' hands or get your products promoted or whatever else. You want your company to look good. Um, and so that was an instance of an employee that said, hey, we'll pay you off if you don't post this review. MSI became aware of it. They said, we don't do that here. And that's not a practice that I've ever had happen, nor anyone that I've ever talked to. Has that even been a question that's ever been arisen? Um, moving on to the MSI, how they were involved with the NVIDIA paper launch. Uh, and buggy drivers and capacitors and blah, 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 blah. Um, MSI was taking heat for one card because they only included one set of MLCC caps and they should have done two. And uh, then they also have their uh, 
their gaming trio, which has all the MLCC caps, but was still affected by the buggy driver. But for some reason, they were being targeted on both sides of it. Um, and so MSI had their name dragged through the mud again for one thing that was kind of their fault, but also dealt with in exactly the right way. And then another thing that was completely not their fault because they didn't get the drivers until after reviewers got the drivers. <laughs> um, then we move on to this issue right here with yep. Starlet, uh, Starlet Partner. Now, MSI responded very, very quickly to this. They said, and I know no one's going to believe this, but hear me out. Just just hear me out, okay? Um, they said the issue was due to an error in their inventorying system, which gave Starlet partners access to SKUs they should not have. And people go, oh, that's just, that's just bull. They're just covering yeah. now. Now, hold on. You're an enthusiast. You want to get your hands, like, Steve, I'll talk to you. You sold your 2070 Super, or 2070, so you could get an RTX 3080. Yep. Okay. Can you buy an RTX 3080 right now? Cannot. Are you frustrated? Uh, yeah. yeah I'm are, a bit. Are, are you looking for any excuse to <laughs> say, well, the supply chain is broken and these manufacturers, these OE, these board partners are screwing up because they gave Jay and Paul two RTX 3090s so they could have this stupid competition and crank up the hype, but they won't sell one to me Yeah, and whatnot. Um, trust me, the reviewers that got cards are not the root of the supply problem, the supply chain problem worldwide. Yeah. Let's make that clear. The 20 cards that got sent out to reviewers aren't even a drop in the yeah. bucket. Yeah. Okay. And those cards would have been allocated for reviewers in anyway. any way. Because yeah. as a PR person, you have to promote your product and get the message out there. That's the job of PR. Um, so that's not the problem. Um, but... If you take yourself away as an enthusiast or someone who's in the market for an RTX 3080 and you think about this whole situation a little bit more logically, because people were, were throwing out accusations like, well, the person at Starlet who's responsible for posting the eBay ads should have known that he right. shouldn't have access to that product or should have known that there's a global shortage or should have known that the price shouldn't be that. Well, the the chat's been 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 talking about Hanlon's razor like this is a Hanlon's razor type situation correct like, never um, never never attribute to malice which could be accurately explained by stupidity stupidity yeah. right just um, exactly what this situation or I, i'm be. not even gonna call it stupidity i'm gonna call it it's, incompetence it, which is it, not yeah. knowing yeah um stupidity implies well, you could say you're ignorance. not capable I, of knowing ignorant, ignorance is not no knowledge you don't right. really have knowledge ignorance. stupidity right. means just like no. ignorance would be a better word right exactly um but uh Everyone who's attacking MSI right now is attacking them from an enthusiast standpoint who is frustrated by the entire situation. Mm -hmm. Who, I can't buy a graphics card, and MSI is all of a sudden part of the problem because they're just inflating the price. Yeah. However, put yourself into the shoes of Joe Schmo, who happens to be the guy, the one guy, who's responsible for posting eBay listings on behalf of Starlit Partners, and all you see are skews. Yep. You walk into your office on Monday morning. You go, oh, look, there's four new SKUs that I can post. How many do we have in stock? We have four. Okay, let me get the, the product photos and we'll get those posted onto eBay. He doesn't have hands on graphics cards. He doesn't, all he knows is the retail price of them and what he should start the auction at. 
And because Starlet sells B stock and refurb, they'll put them up for auction sometimes. They'll do buy it now sometimes. Yeah. They happen to put them up for auction. They, they and probably the, have and, like. And the bidders bid them up to $1,400. If it's just like any other company, they probably have some kind of queuing system where they log in with their names. Like, here's your job. This is what you do. They yep. go and do it. Your, your job is to take this item that is in our inventory. You have four allocated. You can you can create a listing with this and put all the proper information and product photos and everything else and get the listing created. And then when it ships, you know, take care of the, the handling. Mm -hmm. Someone's job is that. Their job is not to be the keeper of global supply chain for MSI. And they sold four cards. Just four. Yeah, that's why it seems like it's just a mistake. It's not like... Right. This yeah. was not a... They sold a thousand cards on eBay for a markup. Now, let's take this a step further. What kind of shape as a company would MSI have to be in to go, you know what, we're not making a lot of money right now. What do you say we take our $800 graphics cards and we sell them for $1,400 on eBay and we pad our books by about $20,000 before the end of the quarter? How, do you know what infinitesimally <laughs> small decimal that is of their, their quarterly revenue? Yeah, that's like that's like that's a that's a that's a rounding error in their favor. That's like some higher up at Rolex saying, you know what we really need is a bunch of salespeople in front of stores with trench coats and saying, hey, right. hey, buddy, you want to buy a ball? You want to buy a watch? That's By the way, my, my my voice has reached a certain pitch right now, and so I think I want to institute the new feature here on Talking Heads. <laughs> um, <laughs> just makes me smile. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I am beyond frustrated with the supply chain issues that all of you are frustrated with. Yep. I am beyond frustrated with NVIDIA treating reviewers and the supply and the hype and everything else like this. I, 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 I screamed about it a couple of weeks ago about how this was such an abysmally handled launch um, from NVIDIA. Uh, the reviewers didn't have drivers until four days before the cards are in the hands of consumers, in theory. Mm. They got drivers on Friday. You could buy it at Micro Center on Tuesday. Yeah. That's the review cycle. Mm -hmm. AIBs didn't get the driver until Monday. They're the manufacturers of the god cards, you know, and I'm trying not to ramp myself <laughs> up too much here, but I'm, I'm on that. You're on that high. You're getting that peak. I'm on the same knife's edge as an RTX 3000 series overclock. Yeah. <laughs> before, the, before the capacitors blow. Before the yeah. Oh, God. It's fake. It's fake news, Stephen. I know. I know. I know. I know. Um, but how bad of a shape would MSI have to be to go? You know, of the of the 1,100 cards that we've been able to ship globally. Why don't we just put those all on eBay and let people just bid them up? Yeah. No. Yeah. No company would do that. Number one, it's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> it is illegal in the United States to perform business that way. Number two, there's partnerships with NVIDIA that state you have to sell within a certain margin of price. There's an MSRP that you cannot go go below mm -hmm. um, for certain graphics cards. And so the lowest price, um, NVIDIA has kind of changed what the MSRP rule is. Used to be MSRP was like 
$699 and then the graphics card would sell for $485 because that's what it was. You wanted to feel like you got a savings. Now NVIDIA has like flipped the script and the cheapest graphics card that you could possibly buy is $699 and all the board partners have there for $750. Um, but, but they're under contract and obligations and everything else to sell their graphics cards within a certain price bracket. Now they have freedom within that bracket and they have some freedom of design, but all AIB designs also have to be signed off by NVIDIA. Um, which means the whole capacitor thing, every single one of those board's designs was signed off by NVIDIA. Do you think every single engineer involved in the design and manufacturing process suddenly forgot how to design power delivery for a GPU? Or do no. you think maybe there's a driver issue? Do you just, think- Just like with every single release of every single NVIDIA card there's ever right. been, there's been like just a driver issue at least one time. Right. Something, um, something's gone. And And do you think that the guy in charge, and by the way, I have it on good authority that it's one guy at Starlit Pro, uh, Partners that is responsible for posting eBay auctions. Do you think that one guy who posted four auctions for RTX 3080s, number one, gives up, but number two, <laughs> but number two, he just showed up, did his job. Yeah. And and this was not selling thousands of cards. He he does have a wispy villainy mustache that he twists whenever yes. he posts those those eBay ads though. But it doesn't mean he's evil though. That's that's just He has, that's he has just... a puppy that he keeps in a kennel yeah. that's a half size too small that he kicks once an hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you guys think this is? And if you're gonna rake and my whole point about all this is because this NVIDIA launch has been one media firestorm after another. Um, put the blame where it belongs. And right now, a lot of this blame sits squarely with NVIDIA. Mm -hmm. Because had we gotten drivers and had we been able to test earlier and had we had more widespread testing, the drivers would have been better tuned. There would have been more adoption. There would have been more bug fixes applied previous to launch number two so that was the first issue that nvidia could have avoided with further testing and what was obviously a rushed launch number two this whole thing with msi and selling cards on ebay do you realize the only reason that this is even talked about is because no one can buy cards anywhere else yeah if nvidia actually supplied manufacturers with the cards that they needed or the chips that they needed to build the cards so they could ship them yeah. worldwide this small mistake wouldn't even been noticed because no one would have cared right yeah msi wouldn't have even given a crap about this yeah one. four four cards that went out that probably would have gone slightly below msrp because if the supply was there if the supply no was one there, would care no one would care Right. Some, someone would have bid them up to $640 and you yeah. would have had four really happy people who got $40 off retail. Exactly. Yeah. This would not have been an issue if, if OEMs and board partners had cards in stock. Mm -hmm. the, you're, you're mad at a symptom of a exactly. much bigger problem and you're raking MSI through the coals for what was an inventory glitch. Well. There's, they, they want, they're out for blood. And so NVIDIA's right. are not, or MSI's, uh, they're in the water and they got a little scratch. So now the right. sharks are circling. And and I, I said it last week with the capacitor thing and I I don't want to call anyone out. I don't. I, I'm, I don't want to bring that on myself. 
but I was so frustrated to see um, a video posted today that uh, can you trust a company that, that does this? Learn the facts, look at what it is. Well, you, you know, rage bait, rage bait's also a thing too. You know, once, once it came out, you know, you get more yes, clicks for people when rage baits. Like, yes, oh, it is. Yeah, um, screw MSI. I want to, I want to watch right. this. And, and speaking of, I was awake all night long last night and I watched the live stream with, with Steve gamers nexus. And, and he goes, guys, come on, calm down. They sold four cards. This isn't that big of a deal. You woke me up at, for this. I'm, I'm in my <laughs> office at three 30 in the morning for this. And I have to do a 30 minute live stream to tell you guys to calm your tits. <laughs> like, like that's, that was his general message. Um, and, uh, uh, it irritated me to no end to see a rage bait video come out again within 12 hours of speculation of, and I will say he did a better job this time of saying, you know, I'm going to use a lot of words like allegedly and proposed and, <laughs> and, 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 and people have said, and, and <laughs> supposedly and in perpetuity. Oh, right. <laughs> right. So, no, this shouldn't have happened from MSI's end. But Starlet Partners is a 100% legitimate operation that is a 100% subsidiary of MSI Corp US. And every single manufacturer, every single OEM, um, they have their global corporations, but then you have local 100% subsidiaries in, your in, in localized countries to do business, or, or regions rather, to do business within those regions. And so MSI Corp, which is based in Taiwan, is not the same company, not the same president as MSI Corp in US, is not the same MSI Corp as uh, you know Asia, is not the same Corp as South, South America, Europe, is not the same Corp as Australia. They are different corporations with different distribution networks, with different practices, partners, employees, policies, everything. Yep. Um, now, they operate as a different company. Now, obviously, they're all MSI. And at some point, they all kind of branch back up that tree to one singular company. But it's not one person writing policy from the top down. Right. It's I not... mean, you have different countries, different regions, different right. policies, different rules they have to abide by. Right. So it makes sense that they separate it that way. Right. And, and the reason you separate it that way and every single company. Um, I think every international these, company, anyway. Every international company. Yeah operates this way yeah um there are very few that operate as a single autonomous unit apple is one of the weird ones that operates as one autonomous unit uh as a global uh company but it's because they're big enough to have entire divisions of the company that are not subsidiaries to handle regional compliance laws um the reason you do uh a a, a u.s head and a uk you know, remote office and, and whatnot and have it be a subsidiary company is that company deals with that local region's laws of, of business and, mm -hmm. and taxes and, and everything else. Um, you set your own policies based on regional requirements. And that way it doesn't come back on one company to operate one way in China and another way in the United States. I, I'm pretty sure Valve has something like that too, uh, but mm -hmm. they don't have regional things because they're, I, as far as I know, they only have one development shop. Uh, mm -hmm. in in seattle right but they definitely do have international presence and everything and they have to abide by international trade laws and and things like that mm -hmm. but 
They're software though. That's different than right. hardware. It's a little bit different. A little hardware. bit different. Yeah. Right. But every single region has their own PR departments or sometimes PR companies that they contract out to. Every single one has has different ways of doing business. And if you want to be mad at MSI for selling four cards on eBay, that's on you for not doing your research. Right now, I'm frustrated beyond belief at NVIDIA for causing this kind of firestorm, for causing this kind of problem because they wanted to get out in front of AMD. They wanted to get their name out there first. They wanted to get the benchmarks out there first. So they, ru so they rushed the launch and they kept everything so close to the vest that none of these problems could be discovered before it got out there. Um, I personally want to buy an RTX 3090 for my editing rig. I want 24 gigs of VRAM because, uh, let me tell you, editing in ProRes you want Because with... you want to load Crisis 3 into a, <laughs> the VRAM? <laughs> well, kind of, but, but ed editing ProRes RAW yes, at I know. 4K. Right. Yeah. yeah, that'd be awesome. I, I push the limits of, of my 8 gigs of RAM constantly on that machine. Mm -hmm. And, uh, um, I mean, look at Epo's Vox. He edits in 5.6K uh, uh, raw a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And people go, well, why do you need an RTX Titan? It performs just barely better than... Because I need 16 gigs of VRAM to edit these videos, these these don't just sit on my hard drive and magically turn into you know yeah. production videos. Yeah. Um, it takes so this is a consumer card with 24 gigs of video memory. That's fifteen hundred dollars. Do you realize the the closest we've ever gotten to this is like thirty five hundred dollars for a card that had sixteen gigs of RAM? Mm -hmm. Like seriously. This, this is, is this is this is great. This is like half that, <laughs> or less than more than half that. Right for fifty percent. For fifty percent more, yeah. Than what's ever been available. Yeah, and I think uh, that's what a lot of the hype went behind the 3000 series because you're right. getting so much more for the exact same price or less. Mm -hmm. But like you said, being a paper launch, the supply right. wasn't there. Right. And that's kind of, yeah. Right. All, all of these problems for the last three weeks fall squarely back at NVIDIA because the board partners are just along for the ride. They're just along for the ride like the rest of us. I, I talked to all of my people and two weeks before launch, no one could tell me when the launch was actually going to happen two mm -hmm. weeks before so rushed by nvidia yeah radeon 7 does have 16 gigs but cuda is a thing for a lot of professional applications uh amd still has a way to go to to catch up with amd as or catch up with nvidia as far as being uh industry leading for uh adoption adoption and programs yeah not just not just gaming but yeah yeah i'm sorry but adobe premiere all of a sudden being cuda aware oh my god <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. get, then you'll get twice as many crashes that's <laughs> i'm i'm gonna knock on wood right now god i have a stable version right now and i just want to oh, yeah. i just want to cuddle it at night um, and I don't say that very often about Adobe Premiere, um, but uh, man, it's the been, version that I'm on right now is pretty rock solid. Rock solid. Oh, that's good. God, it's been good. Yeah, it's gonna be like five years before you upgrade. You're like, yeah. uh, okay, upgrade. Right. So, all that being said, have I talked to anyone off the ledge? That's what I. That's what I really want to know, because. 
I'm still a consumer myself at heart. I, I still buy things that I don't get sent because I want to play with these things. I spent $750 the other day on a CPU that may or may not arrive. Like, I, I still like these things and I, I still am a consumer and I still, you know, not everyone sends me everything for free. In fact, the things that I get for free, I often have to spend additional money to make work because I don't have a whole parts library behind me. Um, and so the work that you see on this channel, a lot of it is funded. And if you want to help fund that, go join the Patreon. Link is in the video description. Had to get the plug in somehow. Yeah, actually, um, I haven't looked at the, at, the, <laughs> at the Discord in a while here. Oh, yeah, there's people chatting. Yeah. Yeah, I've got it up. Um, <laughs> Big Big Spoon. Sorry, I missed your donation earlier. Big Big Spoon, $5. Uh, imposter among us. <laughs> um, but... Uh, yeah, it. I I'm still a consumer at heart, and I'm still an enthusiast at heart. Mm -hmm. And but, you also have to. And I don't want to accuse the Reddit hive mind of not thinking about this all with logic. A lot but of the for, a lot of this thing that comes out of Reddit reminds me a lot of the South Park rabble, rabble, right. rabble, 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 rabble. It's like people get offended before they really think it through i i was following that reddit thread from the the instant it was created yeah. and for a while it was labeled misleading because yeah yeah and for a while it it was um i don't want to attribute this to any um bad situations or call it out by name but we did it reddit do you remember that whole thing oh, without yeah. saying what the situation right yeah um and and it was the always sunny meme like the, the, the strings and posters the, the, on the, the wall, the Pepe maps. Sylvia. And... It's Pepe Sylvia. Pepe yeah. Sylvia. <laughs> I figured it out. <laughs> yeah. That's what was going on last night. And people are so, so quick to want to point a finger at any kind of blame that can go around. Any kind of blame that can go around right now. That they are willing to crucify any company for selling four graphics cards on eBay because of an inventory error. What is more likely that in that MSI wanted to deplete their entire global market share and double their profit revenue of RTX 3000 series cards, which we know they don't have very many RTX 3000 series cards. So what would it do? 20 grand this quarter? What's more likely that that's what they were looking at, which means you fire a part-time janitor um not even that you I think janitors stop, make more than that you, you stop buying coffee for the corporate office for that's a month and a half probably more what it is yeah like like this is i i don't even want to call it pocket change because that gives it way too much dignity it's a round, rounding to, error almost it's, yeah it's a it's a bank error in your favor collect five dollars in monopoly yeah that's what that is or did they make a mistake and sell four graphics cards on eBay and everyone is upset because the graphics cards aren't on shelves right now? Yeah, that's, that's the problem. exactly what it is. So please, my fans, my viewers, my hive mind, be good. Be a good hive mind, please. <laughs> I'm begging you. Uh, well, what about the disparity of the Titan 12 gig in viewperf performance and CAD performance? Are you talking between the Titan and the 3090? Um, that could be a number of different things. It may not be uh, aware enough of Ampere yet. There's also some uh, memory bandwidth limitations, I believe, 
uh, even though uh, GDDR6X versus uh, GDDR6 on the, the RTX Titan, um, there's still some things and, and uh, uh, workflow and silicon pathways. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there he goes. My pathways were not connecting to the correct word, and I completely lost my word. Uh, there are still more efficient pathways on some Titan cards for certain workloads uh, that are just more efficient on Titan cards still. Now, I think we're seeing more of a bridged gap. And finally, they're calling what is the Titan card a GeForce card, and it's actually a GeForce RTX card instead of a, well, Titan XP isn't a gaming card. BS, you have a Star Wars limited edition of it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call it what it is. I mean, I still no like No one's the... buying that for their workstations. No, no. It's a cool looking card, though, that was. It's still... I wonder how much they're selling those things for now. Not that I need one, but I'd be, I'd, um, I think they look cool. I think they're still up there because you can't buy something faster than yes, it yet. Yes, I know. I know. That's true. That's the problem. Yeah. It's supply. But that was, a ten, that was the that was the uh, that was the uh, not the Ampere, but uh, what was the? That was Pascal. Pascal, yeah, that was Pascal, yeah. wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, that was the 11 gig uh, Titan X little P. Yes, that's right. Before it was the Titan X Maxwell, which was just the Titan X, and then they also had the Titan X, which was the Pascal core, and we unofficially named it the Titan XP, but we did it capital X, capital P, and then NVIDIA went, oh, we should probably name it something different. Tell you what, we'll give a, we'll release a new model that has like 30 more CUDA cores, and we'll call it the Titan X little P. <laughs> Figure that one out. Yeah. Yeah. Naming conventions. I'd like to figure out, I'd like to just listen to the marketing behind the reasons for like, I think what they do, I don't think there's any thought into it whatsoever. They just have like a dartboard with the alphabet and they all go out for drinks and they just like throw right. and they're like, oh, look at that. And it's always got an X on it because they're always drunk and the X is at the bottom and they just yeah. like, and it just hits the X. That They're cereal playing darts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. um no they're they're all named off past electrical engineers so you've had uh maxwell pascal turing ampere well those are the code um, names i'm talking about right i'm talking but, about but the... no the 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 x little p that's because yes. it was the pascal core it was the oh i see i see yeah, yeah. and so it's, it's always been based off the name of the gpu die itself okay i got gotcha. um and so right now they they just announced the rtx um a1 a100 which is the mm. the ampere based uh compute card with like 48 gigs of hbm and, and stuff mm. like that um, it's because it's the Ampere-based 100 RTX card. Mm -hmm. There's uh, before this, it was the it was the T100. Before that, it was the P100 because it was Turing, Pascal, Maxwell, mm -hmm. etc. Um, my my Tesla cards. It was the Tesla M6. It was the te Tesla Maxwell. Maxwell six, six yeah. Right. Um, so, uh, what do I think about them canceling the Quadro and te and Tesla name? Well, they canceled the Tesla name because they are in a joint venture with Tesla to develop self-driving technology using NVIDIA Tesla technology. 
So that makes, trying that to makes keep, sense. Yeah. So trying to keep that straight from an industry standpoint and a regulatory standpoint, that's why uh, they that makes the sense. Tesla that name. makes sense. Yeah. They said you guys can have the Tesla name, even though Nvidia technically had it first. But when you start working together, it becomes a little confusing. Wait, is that yeah. our Tesla or their Tesla? And at this point, from a consumer standpoint, the, the Tesla, Tesla inside the Tesla, Tesla, Tesla or the Tesla Tesla. The Tesla cars are going to be a little more consumer friendly. What most people are going to be familiar with, even right. though the Tesla card was before that. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I'm going to close my door real quick. Yeah. Oh, we have a super chat from Big Big Spoon we haven't talked about. Uh, so plan to get two 390s, even if they're inflated to $4,500. Big Big Spoon has got a lot of spending cash, if that's the case. Yep. Uh, someone asked earlier, way, way early in the chat, uh, should I get two 3070s or a 3090? Uh, they don't SLI anymore, and SLI is dead, so 3090. Yeah. yeah. There's no reason to buy two cards unless you're going to put them in two machines. I've I've never I've never I was never sold on the SLI technology to begin with. Um, I've I've gone back and forth with it so many times over the yeah. years, both SLI and Crossfire. Mm -hmm. um, I've had a number of different personal rigs uh, that have had multiple GPUs in them, um, and uh, I think I've talked about this on the show. My last full-time dual GPU rig was a dual RX 480 because I. <coughs> I was doing a lot of stuff with VR mm -hmm. and AMD had promised uh, in their presentation and they were harping on this thing, their liquid VR technology, which was simultaneous GPU rendering per eye. Right. And so one GPU would render your left eye and the other GPU would render your right eye. Right. And because the game is just going to load the frame buffer or the, the, the assets into the RAM of the cards and the cards just have to share the memory, they're going to be rendering the same thing anyway. So why not just render at the same time? Yep. And they said the SDK and API are, are as such that any engine will support this plug and play. No engine ever supported it. <laughs> Nothing. So there it was is, a waste, waste of time. There has not been a single retail game that has used Liquid VR as a tech. Not one. But, but they had promised this... Uh, late phase Oculus DK2 right before the CB1 and the and the the, the uh, HTC5 were coming out. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I I want, I don't need like massive 4K gaming. Um, and, and a GTX 1080 was, right. you know, $600, but I can get a couple RX 480s for 200 bucks a piece. Yeah. And for a VR standpoint from that kind that of- That seems like it'd be very efficient. So much more yeah. sense. Right. Um, and you get you still get the eight gigs of memory, and so for for some of the other stuff that I was doing, it made sense from a workstation standpoint, um, and so I fully bought into that, and I water cooled them and everything, and I ended up playing on one GPU the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And so eventually I yeah. sold them and uh, and, yeah. and bit the bullet and bought a, a yeah. GTX ten eighty. And that, but... that's the same reason why I never went like SLI or Crossfire because like the hype never never lived up to reality oh when it was good it was good oh no I, 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 i've known people who had the the in a specific game in a specific situation it was great uh but uh spoon two dollar donation thought nvidia confirmed 3090 sli 3090 has sli 3080 3070 do not so should i buy two 3070s or one 3090 well unless you're putting them in two different computers you can't sli a 3070 that's what yeah. i was saying So, yeah. Is everyone good now? Did you like the new red alert? Uh, we, we've, I guess I've read a lot of positive feedback on that rant alert. Good. 
rant red alert red yeah. alert yes I, I saw a couple lols but then i was focused on the rant so I, yes i, I know <laughs> um so i actually want to create um a couple of different things um uh one uh i have a hotkey on my side of things i want to create something where you could trigger a red alert too so and we we're not allowed to trigger it for ourselves mm-hmm. but we trigger it for the other person so if i if like we're talking and whatnot we're we're jabbering along and all of a sudden, like, I start going off, you can go, oh, and, and just set it off. Yeah. That's yeah. what I want. And, a, uh, a yellow alert, maybe? I don't know. Uh, I, I thought about doing a yellow alert as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. An inaudible yellow alert will just change the border and see if anyone notices. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and then and then we can also go to red alert. Um, but, uh, so I want to be able to trigger it for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe, like, half the screen. <laughs> Um, and then the other thing that I want to do is I thought about trying to get some like super chat integration plugin to like trigger uh-huh. it inside my OBS. Cause I know you can trigger super can, chat yeah. things for, for OBS. I want, I, I'd like, like, a if we start ranting like a $10 donation, you can trigger a red alert and it, and it'll last for 60 seconds or something like that. <laughs> $20 donation, set it off, do it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds okay. Yep. Or, you know, five dollars so, for a yellow, ten dollars for a, for or you know, ten dollars for a yellow, twenty dollars for a red. Or maybe fifty dollars will have a scanty clad wharf dancing across and, the screen. Uh, so by the way, I hope everyone noticed my my little bit revamped uh, frame that we have around us. So it's this exact same layout, but I don't know if anyone noticed it's a lot sharper and the colors are uh, they're not more vibrant. But I took out all the the compression that was in them because I recycled so many times and upscaled and downscaled and whatnot we just i just had jpeg artifacts all over the place it was fine for most things but it was starting to bug me um so i completely redid the thing uh inside of photoshop today all of the text was already pre-rendered and so it was looking pretty garbled and so now all of these text boxes are actually text boxes i can type inside of them and customize them all so they're all customized now um but uh i thought about getting a rant counter uh, that we could put in between mm-hmm. the two of us, um, uh, especially useful when Rhett is on the show. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I. This is what happens when Jeff doesn't sleep. That's exactly right, Skull. <laughs> These are the things that keep me up at night. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I know I've thought about different ways since we're going to be like this for a while. Might as well have some more fun with it. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I like it. It's got some good stuff. I mean, you could even hook it up with with uh, you know some super chats or something like that. Maybe codes will change based on uh, a certain donation or something. Yeah, so some people are starting to break the code now that they're looking at the numbers. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the user. Yeah, they saw the new usernames. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, all of our usernames are in there. Uh, Hops and bruises in there. Talking heads is in there. Yeah. Yeah. So. Had them all fun, uh, but I, I want to do something like uh, like maybe one of the buttons is for the current high super chat or something like that. You can get your username up there, yeah, um, or some some kind of additive bonus that we can do for stuff like that. Because uh, I have all the lines on the bottom that I could uh, do for super chat stuff. Um, I've also got the the couple of boxes in the middle that are still blank. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eight six seven five three zero nine. Yeah, someone finally Eight, found that six, one. Eight six seven five three zero nine. Hundred dollars trigger shots. Um, I actually, 
uh, $100 or donations to incite alcoholic consumption is against YouTube terms of service. Yeah. Um, and I've, plus, and plus, all I have right now is like some uh, coconut rum. Right. Uh, I gotta do that. <laughs> yeah, my my bar is dwindling, man. I know. My I have I have way more beer than I have like yeah. just straight up alcohol. Um, Mike uh, sent a question. Dollar ninety nine. Uh, do you prefer AMD or NVIDIA GPUs, and which AIB? Yes. Yes. <laughs> um. I get asked so many questions on what I prefer. Are you a Windows guy? Are you a Mac guy? Are you a Linux guy? Are you an NVIDIA guy? Are you an MSI guy? Are you AMD, Intel, blah, 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 blah. What do you like? Tell me what I should love. Um, I use, Everything that I do and everything that I use are tools. And there are different tools for different jobs. And that's how I approach all of my reviews. Um, and it's the reason why I don't give a lot of negative reviews. And it's the reason that I always approach something with a, not necessarily a hypercritical eye, but if I were to go out and buy this, how would I use it and would I be satisfied? That's how I approach my reviews. Is it highly technical? No. Are the hardcore overclockers going to love my reviews? No. Have I already been called a shill for NZXT? Yes. They sent me a motherboard. <laughs> like, I, I, and I liked the motherboard. It was good. It looks nice. And, I like and, it. And all I have in, in the comments is um, you didn't take apart the VRM. You know it has a 12 plus 4 phase VRM and blah, blah, blah. Number one, that's not more my passions at. My passion's for building. And, uh, and, I like building quiet computers that are very efficient. I, I'm i not all about the balls-to-the-wall overclocking scene. It's never been my scene. If I can if I can add 300 megahertz with no penalty, I'm more than happy to do that, you know, every single day of the week and twice on Tuesdays. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm not the kind of guy that lives on the bleeding edge of performance and stability because right. I've always approached these as tools for work or tools for gaming. And I want my tools to work. I don't want to have to work to make my tools yeah. work. You don't want unstableness in your workflow. That's like right. something to completely avoid. Right. Um, so a long way of answering your question, I don't have any brand preferences or brand loyalty or I like this over this. Um, both of my computers right now that I use every single day to produce videos are MSI motherboards and NVIDIA graphics cards. One of them's an X299, one of them's a Threadripper. Yeah. Um, and so both of them are enthusiast platforms, although I'm really heavily considering putting the uh, the 10850K in replacement of my streaming PC because, well, X299 is a pretty buggy platform. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, I haven't been overly thrilled with the stability of this machine at stock clocks for what at one point was a $700 processor in the 7850 or 7820X. Um, you know, it just hasn't done what it, I've... In the, in, the, in the PC peripheral market, it's it's kind of unique because just people that I know, I mean, this is anecdotal, of course, but they are, the most people that I know have been the least brand loyal that I know of. It's like yeah. they usually just, because they're very analytical, they usually look up to see what's the best cost to performance ratio 
depending regardless of what the brand yeah is how i do yes yeah like like okay well something this asus board worked great but next time i might get an msi board because it reviews better i don't know they don't really care you know what you know what this time around asus has a 1x slot beneath an x16 slot and and i need to put a card in there and it's going to be double height or it's going to block the fan that layout doesn't work for me yeah exactly and and i've said this before as far as motherboards do you know every single motherboard that says whatever chipset on it x299 tr4 mm-hmm. z if it says that chipset and whatever cpu you plug into it is compatible with that chipset it'll run that cpu at max speed mm-hmm. every single board on the market every single one yeah doesn't matter will just, you yep, will you get the same overclock on one board versus another no sometimes you'll get a variance of a couple hundred megahertz but you know what it'll run at the fastest speeds out of the box that you're supposed to be getting. Yeah. And that's how I review things. Now, if there's a problem, I report it. I remember I did a motherboard review for Modder Zinc on a a Biostar board. Yeah. And uh, out of the box, they applied a a plus 2.5 to the base clock. Mm -hmm. Um, And and this was a B360 board. And they did that so they could get a little bit more speed out of the 2666 RAM. So the RAM was running at like 2780 or something like that. Um, and the CPU, instead of running at, uh, I think I was testing it with like an i5 uh, 8400. It, instead of running at 2.9, it was running at 3.05. I went, well, that's really weird and, and whatnot. But if you applied XMP to your RAM, the system became unstable. Because out of the box, they applied a 2.5% increase to the yeah. base clock. Yeah. And so for me, that motherboard got a totally negative review because it was unstable at the speeds it was supposed to run at stock. Yeah. That's it. And it's, and it's, and it's also, it's an exhausting thing is, I don't know, because uh, well, probably not so much. 3950X I, on I, A520 confirmed. Yes. I, you can run a, a 3950X on any A520 motherboard. And yeah. you know what? It's not going to catch fire. <laughs> The world will not come crumbling down around you. The sun's corona will still be intact when you wake up tomorrow morning. I can't guarantee that. That one's out of my control. Well, it depends. Uh, The last couple of weeks, sometimes we woke up and there was no corona. There was no sun sometimes. I don't know. What did you have for for November, Bingo? Uh, Well, it's still October. Uh, I know. I'm looking ahead. Uh, November, I think I'm going to go with um, Super Volcano. Super Volcano? Yeah. Boy, that's been that's been in my tarot card deck for a long time. <laughs> I mean, it might not be the the Yellowstone Super Volcano, but she's now a Super Volcano, right? Be something. Uh, Parker, twenty dollars donation. Wouldn't be a, a live show without me donating. Yes, I know I've missed a couple. Love the show and glad the Yeston went to a good cause. Thank you so much for that. Again, uh, number one, thank you for the twenty dollars donation. Uh, I really, uh, really sincerely appreciate it and uh yeah uh parker was the one who donated the uh the yeston rx 550 for the video that no one watched and they said we don't watch your channel so you can play around with cheap stuff do more network dance monkey <laughs> that was literally half the comments on that video oh uh, that's that's a shame like it was a fun video right <laughs> it was a lot of oh, fun. whatever oh, whatever <laughs> yet you're still subscribed to low spec gamer yeah, yeah. <laughs> like come on yeah um but yeah, so that's how I approach uh, reviews. And it's always been how I approached reviews. Yeah. And so a lot of products, unless unless I don't see how I could use the product or I don't think it's worth the asking price, 
or or it has just straight up usability issues. Yeah. Um, I, I've said this for, um, uh, I also ran a, a deep cool case through the ringer uh, because the layout was some of the stupidest things I had ever seen. Yeah. And I, and I said, it looks really pretty. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's about all I can say for it. Um, I'm also not one who reviews a lot of cases for like massive amounts of airflow. Yeah. And, and I'm chasing that nth percentile for, because. <laughs> and that's, and that's why if it's going to overheat my system, if, if my system all of a sudden goes from 80 to hundred degrees, that's a problem. Yeah. If it goes from 80 to 86, but it's the case that I like and has the right features, yeah. it's still a good case. And, and one of the things because I and don't And you know have... what? It's quieter because not all the fans are exposed directly to the outside. There's a glass panel between you and it, which is a sound insulator. <laughs> <laughs> there's two sides to every coin. Oh, yeah. Sometimes there's, there's, they're stupid, and there's but so they're many, there. There's so many mitigating factors, right. and, and, it, and it's different from generation to generation. And that's why I'm saying like brand loyalty is, is mm -hmm. a thing you shouldn't adhere to, especially when it comes to you know PC parts and PC peripherals and everything like that. So it's always, you know, frustrating for me because when I have friends who are not really in tune with this type of thing, they'll come and they'll ask me, it's like, oh, I need to go buy a new hard drive. What brand do you recommend? And I'm like, uh, let me, well, what motherboard do you recommend? What router right. do you recommend? I'm like, I, I mean, I, don't um, know, I bought one that I thought was pretty good, but this is like, that was three years ago. I don't know what they got now. Let me, let me do like five hours of research and let me get back to you. Right. You know? Um, yeah. Say... Yeah, it, what what brand of of, uh, of of hard drive should I buy? I heard Seagate was really bad, or I heard HDST yeah. oh, yeah. was really bad, or yeah. I heard Western Digital was really, really bad. bad. It's like, well, yeah, well, every single one hear? of those, every single one of those probably had drives that failed, but a lot of them have very good drives too. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just it really depends, and you right. really have to do your research. I, I've had, um, I had at one point with one of my clients, a cluster of Western Digital Enterprise drives. Mm -hmm. um, how many drives were in that stack? Gosh. They were a bunch of, uh, there were a bunch of 500 uh, gig drives, uh, 500 gig Enterprise, so uh, WD Blacks with the yellow stripe, which is their enterprise branding of their right. of their WD Blacks. Um, they were 500 gig drives, and we also had some two terabytes, and we also had a bunch of WD Black two terabytes. Um, gosh, there were probably 60 drives in that entire stack. Mm -hmm. Over a six-year lifespan, I replaced three. Oh wow, that's three. That's not bad. But all of a sudden, because Western Digital had bad marketing and 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 honestly named their drives incorrectly, naming them mm -hmm. Reds, which should be RAID capable for any system right. with SMR drives. They lost a little bit of credibility and we need to check whether or not the drives they're selling now are SMR and, and whatnot. Um, but all of a sudden I'm hearing, well, Western drives are terrible for servers. You should never use those. No. Uh, Do you know case. what you're talking about? <laughs> that's not the case at all. There were there were like six drive models that were affected by that. Yeah. Yeah. So are they still a good company? Yeah, they're still a good company. They yeah. made a mistake and it was one they shouldn't have made, but, but I'm not ready that doesn't, to... That doesn't mean you throw everything out. I'm not ready to throw their head on a pike and never yeah. let them into the port again. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> and 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 again, it's it's. Uh, I had comments on on the NZXT video today. Uh, you know, uh, I, I'll never buy the uh, an NZXT motherboard as long as they use ECS as their as their OEM. Okay, well, this one was made by ASRock, so is that better? Yeah. 
you know, like, yeah, I've I know some, ECS I've had some Asrox motherboards that were great. I've had some, I've seen some people who had absolutely abysmal right. uh, experiences with Asrock. ECS, so. ECS does have a bad name as far as longevity goes. Um, but. I haven't heard of a spate of, of NZXT boards failing. I know they were really expensive for the feature set that they offered, yeah. and they were the, their first couple of generations were probably a little bit inexpensive as far as parts goes, mm. and they were also $350, so they were competing Oof. with more of a boutique yeah. Uh, yeah. board. This one was $229 and made by ASRock. What am I supposed to say about it? Yeah. It had virtually identical feature sets with a lot of other things. The looks set it apart from a lot of things on the market because the looks of the was complete the primary plating. thing. Yeah. Yep. Um, it has uh, two built-in NZX2 Hue's, Hue RGB hubs. So anything you want to integrate with any of other NZXT's infrastructure is already mm -hmm. there. It's no mm -hmm. extra cost. Um, and then there's people going, I would never buy that piece of garbage. Okay. You that's do the, you, bro. That's fine. Don't, don't, right. don't, don't do it. <laughs> Right. This this um, video is here for information purposes, and maybe it's right. not for you. That's fine. And 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 again, there are there are people whose entire livelihoods is telling you how many layers the PCB has to it, and what the exact power delivery is, and and mm -hmm. whatnot. And those are good videos and good reviews and and whatnot. But the that's not what I do. Yeah. I I'm a usability, and I'm a. Um, how would I use this in a build? Can I use this in a build? Does it fit this exact use case or a use case that I want to apply it to? Mm -hmm. um, I I try to give, I, I call it real world results. Yeah. But I I really, I really strive for that in every one of my reviews. How would I, as a consumer who right. would go out and spend two hundred twenty nine dollars on X product, how would I use this in my office here? I approach every single review that way. Mm -hmm. And price point is a major factor. Um, of course, there's also times when price point is not a major factor. If you want the best graphics card, it's the RTX 3090. Well, it's not the best value. I didn't say it's the best value. It's it the best the card. the fastest graphics card yeah. that has ever been yeah. made on this planet. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's going up to, you. to be it's expensive. Up to you. It's up to you to figure out if, if you want to go that far. Right. Yeah. The craft computing, you've been angry the last few weeks. Well, there's a lot of people <laughs> pissing me off. Um, everyone's on edge yeah. this has been a weird year My, Mike wants to clarify clarify from before I agree I don't hey, have a preference hey gear seekers hey guys uh, <laughs> <laughs> these videos are how I fall asleep oh that's good I'm glad we could put you all to sleep I, I uh, how's how's everything going down there south hope I know you guys aren't on fire anymore, but I, I want to make sure everything's still good because we were on fire last month. So so our, our September was your guys' January. I just want to make sure everything's still cool or are you on to the next level of plague? <laughs> <laughs> so how's everything going with you guys? Um, oh, and belated congrats on 100K because they, they crossed 100K a month ago, three weeks ago, something like that. So Gear Seekers? Yeah, Gear Seekers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How did you get a check mark? What the crap? Where's my? Yeah, I still don't have a check mark. On Twitter? Was it a hundred k or was it two hundred k? Gosh, where? Or on on YouTube? YouTube. Oh. Or Twitter? Twitter, I've given up hope on. Oh, I know. Their certification on there is really weird. Right. Yeah, they passed a hundred k. Uh, like three weeks ago, four weeks ago, something like that. Hmm. Let's see. 
<laughs> says, yeah, we're good. We filmed a video about the N7 today and directed everyone to your review. <laughs> <laughs> See, and, and, and I like doing usability videos because that's, that's often a lost art, especially when you get into the higher tiers of reviews. Like I'm not going to go and x-ray my board and tell you every last trace that's on it. That's not my <laughs> review. There are other people who will do that. There's Buildzoid who will break down every last, uh, I did apply for it. I, and here's the frustrating thing is, um, I don't know if, if you guys remember, I applied for the check mark multiple times, but the month that I crossed the 100K is the month that YouTube said, we're not gonna do the check mark anymore unless like we individually approve it and we're only gonna do it for like celebrities and talk shows. Um, and there was this huge uproar of like, okay, but what about this guy who has 5 million subscribers on your platform and built those 5 million subscribers on your platform? Can he have a check mark? Well, yeah, I guess we'll keep those. Well, what about the guy who has 100K in a niche market? Can he still have a check mark? Okay, we'll reverse the whole policy. I crossed during that time and mm -hmm. they've never acknowledged, I got my plaque, but they won't give me a check mark because I crossed during the, that time lapse that they were doing away with that system. And so gonna, you couldn't I'll apply. I'm going to start a campaign to get John a check mark before you do with his like 600, 700 subscribers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll just ply whoever is in charge with giving out the check marks with cases of beer. And, and, <laughs> there you uh, go. Um, but yeah, there, there are so many outlets that can focus on different things. And I like to think of mine as a usability. Now, as far as network things, I'll, I'll tear other YouTubers a, a new one, you know, uh, I'm not going to name any names. <laughs> I I can terminate a Cat6 cable on my own and have it certified. I can, I, I yeah, I applied for it on, Octo on, on the 3rd of October and got it the next day. Oh, come on. I've had mine for a year and four months. <laughs> I've applied four times and I cannot get a check mark. What the hell? Is this the real craft computing? I don't see the check mark. You know what? Unsubscribe. Yeah. I'm done with you, Novella Hub. I'm gonna go, <laughs> I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go mail your beer to Jason. <laughs> Gotta shake it up first though. Should start posting videos with the check mark emoji in front of him. It's <laughs> exactly what I should do. <laughs> uh, suddenly it's group time. Thank you all. I no longer have to see a therapist. <laughs> Yeah, Kraft doesn't need to have a network guy. Yeah, I am the network guy. You, you know when you uh, do a command in, in Linux and it says, uh, you know, you uh, you are not in Sudoer's group. This incident has been reported. I am the administrator. I am. <laughs> I'm the one who knocks. Yeah. So. Oh, nine fifty. We still got. We still got, still got one more beer. Yeah. Yeah, one more beer. Uh, I, I'm done with this one. I, oh, all right. I'm I've been gonna, ranting. I know. Well, I figured your mouth would be dry after all that ranting. There you go. <laughs> That's going to be a really fun hotkey. <laughs> That's going to be great. You should change the name to Checkmark Computing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I've watched videos from a lot of different YouTubers when they're uh, from the consumer side of things when they're trying to start venturing into the networking and um and so on and so forth and uh boy i don't know how to how to use a a, a crimper so i'm gonna buy like 300 feet of pre-terminated cable but they would only sell it to me 100 feet at a time i don't know Oof. why i don't <laughs> know why and so i just bought these couplers and i'm gonna run power over ethernet through my attic with those 
that was that was one example there's there's the uh i'll call i'll call linus out because he knows he was an idiot at the time at at least now he does but when wanak died when he had uh three raid or three raid five striped into another raid five with ssds because he was trying to beat the speed to performance or the the speed to storage curve with ssds and then two of his arrays failed simultaneously oof (laughs) yeah so at least the beer made it to you jeff yeah exactly (laughs) um yeah, so I'll call Linus out for for not knowing what he's doing as far as storage goes, and and sometimes with networking and yeah. not his forte, but he should have enough people on his staff that should know it right now. Should 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 yeah. I think it's better now. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, this next month I'm gonna dive into doing VLANs and and uh, you know, uh, gosh, now my and now I can't think of the names that I want to use for things man i worked in a data center for years doing crazy deployments and i'm even still scared to go down the server route with videos <laughs> yeah. um the only reason i do it is because i spent 13 years doing it and and i am good enough at it and i only venture into the things that i have at least a well above average knowledge of i don't like i i don't know that i'll ever dive into a pfsense video hey set up pfsense on your because the PFSense fanatics out there are even more ruthless than the standard Linux fanboys mm. or even more ruthless than the Intel versus AMD versus NVIDIA fanboys. Like you you venture into a realm from whence there is no return. Um, you don't want to go down uh, that rabbit hole. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole because I can set up PFSense and I can run it as a home user and I know the networking steps to to route traffic and set up vlans and and segregate traffic and you know uh all that kind of stuff i i know that but i also had a network guy who handled layer three routing for me Mm -hmm. i my 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 knowledge base ends at complex layer two (laughs) and, and entry level layer three i know that's where i stop and so i'm not going to proclaim that i'm an expert in the subject by going here's how you set up pfsense for every situation yeah I don't even want to do it for home because I don't want to get the more advanced questions. Um, and God forbid I get something wrong, you know. On video. Right. Yeah, I'm going to get called out. <laughs> so, yeah, PFSense is really cool. I've I've ran PFSense for a number of years at my house before I decided to stop fiddling with it and just go uh, with Unify. But Unify has its, its disadvantages as well. And... Um, as soon as I did a, a, a literally an unboxing video on putting the, the UDM into my rack and here's the basic feature set, I got told, number one, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I got told, that thing is an absolute piece of garbage. Why are you even going that route? All I did was plug it in. I didn't tell you how to set it up. I haven't done a full review yet. I said I'm waiting a, at least a couple of weeks to do a full review because I want to start using it first. Yeah. But here's a bit of content to keep you waiting. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, my 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 comments were filled with hate towards that device. But again, from my individual use case, mm-hmm. I'm going to review it from my individual use case and Crap. tell you from my perspective is this worth the $389 asking price or should you go another route? It doesn't do multiple WANs. 
I have one internet service provider in my yeah. area that can deliver more than 20 megs. One. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have redundant WANs. You don't? I thought I no. did. No. Just go down, go down to the store, and get another one. <laughs> uh, I've been told we forgot to do a super chat. Oh, did I miss one? Uh, yeah, Mike. He wanted to clarify because he was talking about uh, uh, what was the preference, right? Right. Uh, is this to clarify? I agree. Uh, I don't have a preference either, but I'm also not rich. So my current standpoint, and that's why AMD should be more logical to me at this point. That's what he said. Um, you know, there's actually arguments to be made both ways. Mm -hmm. Um, it's it's not. I I've been guilty of this as well. Mm -hmm. AMD's killing it. Right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right now. Absolutely that's that's why I got in every regard. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a couple points to be made for some some Intel chips at this point. Mm -hmm. I don't think anything on the high end. Right. Nothing. It's way, way, way too exorbitant. Yeah. Um, uh, but, you can find uh, like like my my nephew who's um, you know, just starting to get. He's. And when I say high 13? end, I'm talking high end desktop and server. Right. 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 I'm, I'm talking I'm, beyond consumer scope. I'm talking, I'm talking, oh, oh, you're talking beyond Cooper Super. I'm talking consumer scope. I mean, I recommended to him because he could probably get much better gaming performance for cheaper with Intel right now than he probably could with AMD for his price range because he's like very young and doesn't have much he can put together. And I'm like saying, you could probably find some really good Intel stuff. Uh, nothing. Go what ahead. I miss? Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> I was laughing at the BGP comments. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, and have I tried, sorry, uh, in between the BGP, uh, Jeff, have I tried, uh, <laughs> uh, someone asked something, the Hoptimist. Yes, I have had the Hoptimist. Or hem uh, Hemperer. Hemperer. Hemperer? Hemperer. Uh, New Belgium. Uh, I don't think I've had that one. You haven't had? What? I think I might have had it. How have you not had that one? I left. Come on. I, have you seen my my amount of check-ins I have on Untapped? Yes. I have way way. I think I think uh, John might have surpassed me, but Hepper by New Belgium. I probably have. Let me go look it up. I, I can't imagine you not having tried that one. I probably did. It's by New um, Belgium. Yeah. Anyway, uh, current preferences and where the market currently sits. Um. I can't wait for the next year when um, regionally in the US I'm big enough to start getting just about any sample I need. I'm I'm right there. Like I said, I I'm I'm right on the edge. I'm a little bit I'm I'm big enough to get the attention of people within the United States market, but I'm not big enough to get release samples of everything and certainly not big enough for Intel to give one flying F about me. Um right. That's not entirely true. Uh, Intel did send the 10850K over that was in the NZXT review, which I will be using later on and doing a full deep dive between the the 10850K and the 3800 XT. That's a video that's coming up here shortly. Uh, selfless, shameless plug. Um, not selfless, that was self-full. <laughs> um, that was full of self. Um, but... Uh, no, you I don't sure, have you I don't have a full stack of CPUs across the entire product line to test, but uh, what I do know, looking at a lot of performance and price to performance specs, is there's some compelling things at the bottom of Intel stack right now. Uh, the the ten, God, 
Intel, you need a new naming scheme. I know you're still on the core architecture, but good Lord, just rebrand. Um, the 10400 and the 10300 um, are pretty decent price to performance. Um, you're getting, uh, I mean, the, the, I, the i5 8400 was one of my favorite uh, parts at $179. Uh, the i5-10400 is a 6-core, 12-threaded version of that same part, same 2.9 gigahertz and a slightly higher turbo to 4.3 instead of, I think it was a 3.8 on the 8400. Um, but it's not a bad part at all. It's not quite as fast as the 3600, mm -hmm. um, but it's in that same ballpark. It's a 65-watt part that competes part for part and if you see an intel board that you like better go, go for, for it. it yeah yeah um, it's it's not like they're you know the 3600 is the only cpu i'd ever buy mm -hmm. the 10400 is right. a pretty decent chip the the 10300 is a pretty decent chip the, yeah. the i the i5 9400 if you can get it for less than 150 is a great chip um and then looking at chips like the 10850k um you get an extra two cores and four threads compared yeah. com now it's 85 dollars more than the 3800 XT, which um, is a bit steep, and, but and uh, and but it's also you know 25% faster in multi-threaded workflow as long as your 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 work supports 10 cores. Mm -hmm. And uh, yesterday or a couple days ago, when I was uh, benchmarking the 10850, I got it up to 5.1 gigahertz and set my my personal all-time single-threaded record on Cinebench R15. Oh, nice. It's, it's a quick chip, you know. It, it was up there with my eighty-seven and ninety-nine hundred K, which were also overclocked to the five point one gigahertz. Shocker, uh, but it, it got like two points faster. I got a two twenty-one versus a two nineteen on my ninety-nine hundred K and a two seventeen on my eighty-seven hundred K. Um, you're not going to go wrong. And then the thirty-seven hundred X was sitting right behind that, I think, at two sixteen, and so price to performance thirty-seven hundred X. Um, and, and 3800 XT because that one will boost a little bit higher. But if you need a couple extra cores and you want a game and you want a chip that's as high as it can be and you got an extra 85 bucks, mm -hmm. 1050K is a good chip. Yeah. And uh, But right now the popular narrative is don't buy Intel, buy only AMD. And like I said, I've it's, been... That's not always the use case. Yeah, that's not always I, the I've case. I've been almost as guilty of that myself on this channel. And, mm -hmm. and so because you asked that question... I realize I've probably been a little bit disingenuous based on my own review policies because I've said that on this show. I don't think I've said that in a video, but I've said this on this live show. Uh, don't buy Intel, buy AMD. Um, right now, if you want something that performs in graphics, the 5700 XT is a pretty darn good card. I can't wait to see what RDNA turns out in a couple of weeks. Um, but if you want to spend more than $450, $500, NVIDIA is your only choice. Um, you know, if you could get a 3080, God, the price performance has never been better <laughs> oh yeah exactly that's that's why everybody's clamoring for it right 100 um that's but, why there's demand that's why that's people why are dem pissed off that that's MSI why there's was selling demand them on eBay. yeah there's there's that's why there's demand but there's no supply right. and that's why it's going for way over msrp on ebay and that's why people are getting pissed off mm -hmm. yeah um so yeah uh that was a very very long spurred conversation based off of one simple question yeah and, <laughs> like and that, that i have none Everything's a tool. And how does that yep. tool work? 
I have seven different hammers in my garage. Yeah. And you know what? There's six different functions for those hammers. Sometimes you need a different hammer. Sometimes you need a different drill. Sometimes you need a different this or that. And budget comes into play and gear seekers, oh, yeah. pick the right tool for the job within your budget. <laughs> Thank you. It's almost like I was just saying that exact same thing. Well done. Um, but yeah, it... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we should we finish up? It's already ten o'clock. Should we finish up the last? We have like just two more brief. Yeah, we can get. Yeah, we can get things we can go through. Yeah. Uh, so, cyberpunk. Uh well, did you want to do beer? We have like one. Oh, that's right. We have one. We have beer one story. beer news. Uh, not anything super crazy. Um, basically, we got the uh, the beer of the week with the weird beer flavor, but this one I think um might be a little bit different i know we've had several beer news items where we had oh this is a beer made with rocks or this is mere beer made with placenta or some beer made with some weird ingredient breast milk and yeah 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 all kinds of weird stuff like this now this whale one semen this one is this one is a slightly yeah no i think it was a whale testicles whale testicles it right. was actual real one right um and i've had beer made with roasted duck i've had yep. Yep, I've had I've had all kinds of weird beers. Now this one, I, I think, is a different ingredient, but I think it could be a a, a staple in the sense that it could make a, a completely different new beer style right. that could actually be good. Because um, one of the things, one of the ingredients that people put into beer to kind of give it thickness and body and a little bit more flavor is oats. So right. you put oats in there to give it a little more body, a little more yeah. thickness, a little yeah, more flavor. A, yeah, a, a lot of stouts will have a lot a of lot oats of stouts, in, in yeah. the grain bill. Yep. Um, even some of the thicker IPAs will add some exactly. uh, some oats to it. So this particular one is being put out by Dogfish Head. It's called Hazio, mm -hmm. and they are using oat milk. An oat milk that is derived from, I think, um, I think four different types of oats. So it can have probably a really big body i suspect uh right. because they're using uh different oats and oat milk uh but it's probably gonna have a slightly complex flavor and uh it's going to be maybe a lot more creamier because it's you know because oat milk does kind of have a creamy texture to it right. and uh it could be it could be something interesting um i don't know i'd like to try it myself dogfish head i think is gets distributed out here yes it does so well i mean not all of it not everything they put out but right a lot of the stuff they do. Um, I I may have ways to get some dogfish head out here if we can't get it. Yeah, this so. would be an interesting one to try. I know some peeps. Yes. If not, oh gosh, uh, there's this one place I went Subtle to. Subtle flex. <laughs> <laughs> when I was when I was in Denver, uh, I don't know if we have any people who are in Denver or live in Denver. Uh, there was a place I went to called Tipsies, and it was uh, basically an alcohol superstore where they had uh, uh, an, a wine section, a beer section, and an alcohol section. And it was like the size of a Safeway, basically. Like it's like like a big supermarket. But it had just everything you can think of in there. I'm now, on board. Yes, it was it was Tell quite, me when and where. <laughs> it was quite impressive. Um, now their now their beer selection, I would say was not as diverse as like say John's Marketplace like John's we have here. Capital because, Market. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they they had a lot of their own 
Colorado beers there, yeah. and um, they had a lot of Northwest beers there too, uh, but they didn't have a lot of international beers. Uh, their like German beer section was very small. Their uh, Belgian beer section was very small. Just yeah. all their standard flair. Um, but man, they also had tons of wine. Their alcohol section, the biggest Scotch and uh, whiskey section I've ever seen for a liquor store before. It was mm-hmm. really impressive. I spent like about an hour and a half there just walking around and buying stuff. Yeah. It was pretty neat. Uh, did you have the same experience that I did on the California border where you, you walk around with two bottles in your hands and they go, oh, we'll hold those at the counter for you. And you go, <laughs> I have two free hands. And then you get some more. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had my wife with me, so I had four free hands actually. So. Ooh, nice. No, I actually, I actually broke out a shopping cart. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause, well, this, cause this is one of the places that we went to. Cause like I wanted to get some Colorado beers that I couldn't get uh, in Oregon. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, this is a great place to stock up because they have a huge variety and I'll have to go drive to all these breweries and stuff like that. So right. um, I did buy quite a bit over there. But again, a lot of them were like 16 ounce cans and I'm just like, that's a lot, that's a lot of liquid to drink by myself. Right, yeah. I, I've been seeing so many bombers that I want to buy and only the super rare ones am I buying right now, but yeah. I'm letting all the, the middle tier ones like go through the cracks. It's like, I really want to try that. But I I don't have the stomach right now to drink a fourteen point five percent I know stout I need to, on my own. I need to share that with somebody. Twenty nine ounces worth. <laughs> I know. It's it's always nice because that's when we were on the show together and we were always there together. Mm-hmm. We'd get those twenty two ounce bombers. Yep. You know, ten eleven percent beer. We split it between ourselves. That's great. That's like the yep. perfect amount. Little crawlers and and kind of things. Yeah, yeah. Those were perfect. Always great. Trying to do that by myself. Whew, man. Yep. Oh, that's so hard. Not that I don't enjoy it. It's just, ooh, sometimes it's rough. Yep. There there are three legitimately very good tap stations within almost walking distance of my house. Yeah. And, uh, like, they get good stuff in it. Oh, yeah. Westside Tap House, which is really yep. close to where you live. Yep. Uh, what did they have? They, I saw that they had something that, that looked – oh, they had the, the new um, – the peanut butter and jelly Yeti, I think? Or no, was it <sighs> – it was it was some kind of Yeti that was there. That uh, I was super disappointed because I went to Great Divide, which Yeti is is one of my favorite like bourbon barrel and barrel aged stouts they they mm-hmm. make, and they had one Yeti on tap. That was it, and mm-hmm. it was their worst Yeti they ever released. That was the chocolate cherry Yeti, and I was super 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 disappointed. Oh no 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 no! A Westside Tap House has the pumpkin Yeti, pumpkin oh. spice Yeti. Yeah. I- <laughs> That's what it is. Ocean spray dog face truck, was it? That's oh, a yeah. waste of hops. Yeah. <laughs> it's about the only time I will be an elitist beer drinker is when you start doing pumpkin spice. Oh, see, that was the thing that, that um, I mean, although, I don't, I don't although, mind the pumpkin although, beers. Although I, I do have an imperial pumpkin cider in my fridge right now. Oh, I think I know who it's by. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know it. who it is. I know it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, so my wife loves pumpkin beer. Yep. She loves the pumpkin beer. And there was a ton of it in Colorado, too. So about half of the beers I brought back from Denver were pumpkin beers, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate because I'm going to get burned on it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't mind them, but that's a lot. That's a um, lot. So I, 
I went with, because uh, we're doing a show on the 30th, and so I mm-hmm. wanted to make sure I had some Halloween-inspired mm-hmm. beers. Yeah. Um, on the holidays, I like to do the... Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. The, the dress up and whatnot. Yeah. Dress it up and write Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I, I have uh, the 2020 Rogue Dead and Deader. Oh, nice. Yes. Um, I've got... What else do I have? I think I got three beers, and they're all pretty big Wait, ones. Wait, you, you have a show on the, on the 30th? I thought you can have... It's the 28th. 28th, excuse me. Yeah. I think that's going to be, so it's John, it's Jimmy John. Yeah, John. Yeah. So, but yeah, so I got, I got picked up a Rogue, Rogue Dead and Deader, which is a, on their, their Rogue Dead Guy ale, but combined with their Rogue, the Dead Guy whiskey mm-hmm. and whatnot. So it's oh yeah, ha- Dead and Halloween excellent ish. good stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's very good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, after two years, I finally finished off the, uh, the, dead guy whiskey mm-hmm. uh barrel strength bottle that i had oh nice i would like to see more halloween fall themed beers that are not pumpkin pumpkin right like you know halloween candy is a thing make right. some beers made with popular halloween candies like give, uh, give me a, give me an apple spice yeah uh, you know apple spice IPA a graph a graph like which that. is a beer cider right. mix right. with some apple pie spices or something so it's kind of like an apple pumpkin or right. maybe like you know a reese's peanut butter cup beer or something well, that's peanut butter stout whatever yeah uh, pumpkin is not a silver bullet yeah it's not i want to see like well there's candy I've, had, I've seen candy corn beers before there's already a silver bullet in the beer industry and it's terrible too yes that's not very good i did see the i did see the coors <laughs> uh brewery when i was in uh i went to we went to golden uh, we took a drive out to Golden. Did you did you do a pilgrimage there? Uh, no, it was the did only you taste reason, the Rockies while you were there. They they didn't they were they were actually closed to to, to tourism because yeah. of COVID. Uh, but uh, they did uh, they were they, it's a huge place, and it's a very grim looking from the outside. It looks very uh, communistic utilitarian type of a building, big mm-hmm. square cement block, you know buildings. But candy corn only, stout? I'd try it. Uh, you know what? The thing with candy corn, I actually have uh, a couple of uh, my friend who who brews too. He actually uses candy corn as an adjunct for his beer when he wants to bump up the ABV. Right. So he'll throw candy corn in you there. You introduce a it, bunch more sugar and that just yeast will eat it, it up. Yep. It just eats it up. It's just get, get, just, get a hearty yeast and you'll. Uh... Yep. yep. So, See, yeah. I do know things about brewing. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not an idiot. I've just never done it myself. Yeah, candy corn, a Vegemite beer. Um, I mean, I don't know, maybe, maybe somebody's done that before. Uh, I can't Ethan imagine. Says, any sorry, I want to get to this one. Ethan says, uh, "This is my first Talking Heads. I stayed up to one a.m. just to watch y'all, and I'm glad uh, you like uh, the Hemperer. It's my favorite. Anyways, getting late, and I have to go. Good night. Thank you so much for staying up. Hemperer. And, uh, yeah. Hopefully, you're not going to regret it tomorrow. But if not, make it a habit. Yeah." <laughs> I, I did look. I did not have the hemper. I'll have to go look out for that one. How have you not had the hemper? I don't know. I'm not a big. Uh, like I said, I'm not a big new Belgian fan. Uh, if yeah. I see a new new Belgian beer, unless someone, yeah. unless someone tells me it's very good, I won't seek it out. Yeah, your your brand loyalty is showing through there. <laughs> well, I <laughs> I had I had one Belgian one new Belgian beer in like 2007. There, there, I will never no, do another one again. There are some new Belgian like the Bel- the new Belgian Tripel that they put out. That's pretty good. I actually do like that one. Um, their, uh, voodoo, uh, 1985, I think is very good, but for the most part, a lot of new Belgian beers, I just, I'm not a big fan of. 
Yeah, I think Vegemite's got like yeast slurry or something in there. Is that right? I don't know. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, two really quick blurbs. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 yes. is gold. gold. That's right. Release to manufacturing, as we uh, used to say. Yes. Uh, or when they press CDs. They used um, to, yeah. Yeah. I think you can still get this one. Probably. I mean, physically. well, of course, it's they're going to do physical copies for consoles, obviously. Right. So uh, I, I don't know if they're going to do physical copy for PC, but you know what? I should probably look into that. Yeah. Um, I, I know when it's released, I'll be buying it on good old games because I want it DRM free. Anytime anything is on good old games and other platforms, I will always buy it there first. Mm -hmm. I, I like supporting DRM free. Yes, but it's... And it's... obviously good old games, CD Projekt Red, same thing. Right. So that's <laughs> right. The, so it's gone gold. So the official release date is now November 19th. November 19th. Which is one day before my birthday. So guess what I'm going to get for my birthday? A game that I probably won't play for like a year after. <laughs> oh, on a, on a personal milestone note. I, 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 I thought you were going to say, guess what I'm going to get for my birthday? And then I'm going to buy a game. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> no, I, I, I surpassed the 3K mark finally. Oh, did you? For your Steam my, library. On my Steam library is over 3K now. This wasn't a measuring contest today, Steve. No, no, I know it, I know it wasn't. But I just thought I'd, I thought I'd toot my horn a little bit. Okay, what do I have? I'm at 806. 806. Which is respectable. That's respectable. Yeah, it's right. respectable. I mean, I've seen some guys that have... And not know, nearly as many humble bundles as you. That's true. No, I, I, I've... I've done the humble Although bundles. Although I do for a have all of the German simulator games. I have all of them. <laughs> oh my god, like even like log processing simulator or something I, like I that. I have uh gosh, what was shipping and logistics simulator? Yeah, I've seen that one before. Driving a yeah. forklift around? Right. Yes, yes. That's I a know. horrible game. Oh I know. I know. Those are horrible. <laughs> there's the one that I had but that it's I so actually... much fun just to goof around in them. There's one that I had that I actually played quite a bit of. It was one of those German simulators. That I play. Oh, it was, it was uh, giant giant machines or some giant machines. Yeah. Simulator? yeah. That one. Yeah. Because my son loved like driving around in the and, giant. I'm sorry. The shipping and logistics simulator. You start off by driving a pallet jack around, and then you graduate to the forklift, and then eventually you graduate to like conveyors and stuff. <laughs> but you <laughs> have like to figure working, out how to. It's like working a second job. <laughs> yeah. No. Exactly. But you you start out in like a supermarket where you have to like like a Safeway slash Costco mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where your job is to walk into the back room and pick up a pallet of things and bring them to the floor. That's, yeah. That's the start of the game. Right. I, I'm literally doing a second job for fun because oh. it's a game. Yep. <laughs> that's the point of the game is to work. <laughs> Just think of the guy who actually does that and then bought the game and then started playing it. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, this is pretty good. I yeah. like this. Oh, Novella Hub, ten bucks. Novella Hub, ten dollars. Uh, here's to uh, help you get a check mark. You know, I I think I will take advantage of that. I'll uh, I'll personally walk up to uh, YouTube CEO Susan and go, Hey Susan, you know, uh, I could really use a check mark. You know, ten dollars. There you go. Make that happen. No, no, no. You have to like you have to put it in the palm of your hand, and then you go out to shake yeah. her hand, and then you kind of right. like kind of snake it in there. Yeah, but how do you do that socially distanced? Uh, you put it in a plastic bag. Okay. Put your hand in a plastic bag. <laughs> glove up first. Yeah, glove up first. Yeah. Yeah. Coming at coming a hazmat suit. Got got a maybe? glove up for those hundred dollar hands. Yeah, exactly. 
And finally, Baldur's Gate 3 has uh, entered early access. So, That's right. Uh, you uh, want to enjoy pushing people off Ledges Simulator? Here is your chance to get in That's on that. That's right. And uh, I would love to go in depth a little bit more about Baldur's Gate 3 and all the fun times that I had with that growing up. But I think we will save that and more German Simulator talk for the after show over That's on exactly. Discord. Exactly, yeah. Uh, so thank you guys so much for joining us here on episode 153 of Talking Heads, our once week live show of the latest in beer and tech news. Join us every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Or catch us on podcasts at Anchor FM or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. Uh, if you want to join the after show, you have to get uh, be a part of the Patreon. Link is down in the video description. Minimum donation of $1 per month gets you access. And... Uh, Join the ever-growing community of people over there and uh, get part of the fun. Yeah, it's not even coffee money. Come on, it's super cheap. Right. So, uh, yeah, join us on over there. Uh, hope to see you here in a couple of minutes after Steve and I go take care of our usual. <laughs> I'm we not, I'm a not like aching and... is bad before. So the, right. the, the strategy of doing just 12 ounces yeah uh per per drink is is paying off yeah in no, dividends. I'm, I'm, do, I'm doing pretty well i'm i'm, I'm pretty I'm good too. on there yeah um, i can i can usually make it through a football game which is two and a half hours so yeah. you know i'm doing all right yeah. um anyway thank you guys so much for watching and as always we'll see you next week see you guys cheers all mm-hmm.